Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. We have another super crazy, insane, long episode. Yeah, this was um, this one clocked in for us. I didn't realize how long it was going to go, but I'm happy we were able to spend this much time with this subject. Well, one of the emails that the show constantly gets is about some episode that you have never uploaded to the site. Well, yet. no, no, no. It, it, it was uploaded to the original site. I know, but you haven't put it. And let me explain this because, yeah, and let me explain this to, to people. When we moved to the new site and we, we, we were kind of reformatting things, we, we moved the old database over that had all this information, all this media, and some of the stuff we just frankly pulled out. We just pruned it out and said, well, we're just going to keep the archives, the original archives. Because back in the old days of the show, sometimes people couldn't be on the show on Sundays between 6 or 9 p.m., which is when we broadcasted the show live. So Doug and I would just do some off-day shows. We call them bonus archives or something like that. So we would had a lot of shows that were on the outside of our regular Sunday broadcast. And for some reason, I don't remember why this decision was made, when Doug and I were reformatting things, we decided to just pull those uh, the bonus archives out and just keep the archives from Sundays. Well, and, and what you were saying, Amber, was we've received a ton of email about one particular bonus archive that people had not even heard in a very long time, but they're asking me about this. Yeah, they, they remembered it. Yeah. So I had to go back in the archives, and this was a, a, a bunch of people, and I literally took this show, the archive itself, and just emailed it to them and said, hey, it's not on the site yet. I have to get – it's on my to-do list to put it back into our official archives, the original archives. But here, in the meantime, here's the file. And it was a show that myself and Doug did on an off day. As I said, it was a bonus archive, bonus show, where we were talking to our friend Brian Jones, uh, who we met through Dr. Stephen Rorick. I think we mentioned that on the show, too. I was trying to remember. I think it's how we were introduced to Brian was through Dr. Stephen Rorick, who we had on the show a handful of times back then. And Brian just was very a very interesting person to talk to, and he had very interesting ideas. And we had one particular show where things got a little weird. They got kind of strange. And we started getting these these strange voices through the line while we were doing the show. So what I'm going to do, I think what I'm going to have to do this week, and I don't know how we may want to do this. Maybe we want to just like put the original show, the show we're talking about, in with this archive. What do you yeah. think about the, I can, no, I can we'll f- dump it in the page. Then we'll probably put it also in the original yeah. like, archive, archive part of the website. Yeah. So we'll, we, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, we'll put it in the original archives. I think like you said, yeah. And I would like to make it part of this show. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. Um, but Brian has a lot of ideas about, ITC and we're we're a little over the pl- I am right now because I've just done a three-hour show. Runs a mile a minute. Yeah, he's he a, has, he's a very quick he's a very quick thinker. Yeah, and he's got a lot to say and um, a lot of audio clips that he brought with a lot. Yeah, so and a lot to listen to. Yeah, this is a, this was a doozy. This was quite a show. And yeah, I'm sorry, I'm wiped. It's okay. You might believe it. You it's might like not. It's like ten o'clock. We it's like ten o'clock here on you know here in Michigan, and we started doing the show. <laughs> what time did we start recording? Seven. About seven o'clock. So yeah, we literally got off the phone with Brian a couple minutes ago. 
so that's it, man. I think uh, us and Brian Jones, it's been about 13 years since we've talked to him. And uh, yeah, and he'd like feedback. He wants feedback. Well, and we're going to, we really, he really is interested in hearing from you guys. You can go to his website at audiomedium.com. We don't have any fancy bio for him. I didn't even think about that for this week. He don't really have a fancy bio. He's not that kind of guy. He's not a real, he's not a press person. This is something, this is a person that's out there just trying whatever thing, any, whatever thing they can do to try to understand. Well, and I find it interesting idea. that he also, and he'll mention this in the show, but he, he, his motive or his inspiration was actually listening to paranormal talk radio. He was listening to art bell. Yeah. And, um, what was it? David Oates, David John Oates, um, David the, rever- Oates. the reverse speech guy. Yeah. Um, he was listening to him and that kind of started him on the path of uh, recording these strange voices and seeing what he can get. And I don't know. It's interesting. Some of the reverse speech uh, clip audio clips you'll hear are pretty, some of them are pretty weird. Like he, he didn't even have to front load you to hear it. No, some he of didn't. them were weird. They were very, you're that's gonna, all I can say. They're weird. There's a lot, there's a lot to get through on this. This is going to be a lot of work for you guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's going to be a great adventure. Please enjoy our conversation with Brian Jones. to cover tonight so i'm not gonna i'm just gonna keep my words i could go all night but i'm gonna shut up uh because i really want to talk to brian here tonight he's prepared a lot of stuff for us to talk to um brian jones is a gentleman we met many years ago many years ago now it seems like forever uh i think through dr Stephen rourke who was on our show a handful of times and this was all surrounding a lot of stuff happening in the itc arena uh, that we were studying heavily and we still study heavily to this day and that's it. I'm not saying anything else. Brian, are you there? I think I am, yeah. <laughs> Brian, it's so good to talk to you. Brian Jones, uh, yeah, and this the, what we're doing tonight has been a long time coming. We've been talking for the last couple of months here on the phone, trying to figure out what we wanted to do uh, and if we wanted to get together here on Ghostly Talk, and we, are, we decided to, and we're here, and I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come talk to us uh, about the stuff that you've been working on. And the way we talked about this, just so people know, I mean, I'm going to more or less give the floor to you on this thing. I mean, I'm going to have questions, I'm sure. I'm sure Amber's going to have questions, too. But you have a lot of stuff that you want to cover here, right? And, yes. And I, as I said this morning, it was kind of a funny email I sent this morning to Brian. Because over the weekend, Brian was sending me all these files that we're going to be listening to and all this, all this media and stuff that he, want, he wants to present and talk about tonight. And it's just the emails were flying in and I got, and, and you, and I think that was one of the first things you said, Brian, you're like, don't be overwhelmed. Well, I, of course I always get overwhelmed. That's just my nature. But I'm like, that's what I said to you this morning. I'm like, I, I don't I, help me. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, dude, I got this. Just let me do my thing. I got this. It's cool. And I said, all right, you know what? That's how we're going to do it. Then we're just going to let you roll with it. And I'm going to be kind of your assistant 
in this adventure. So on okay. that note, the floor is yours, Brian. Okay, thanks, Scott. Yeah, yeah. thank you, too, for taking your time and effort to uh, to work with me on bringing this out because you never know where it may lead. Yeah, and, yeah. And really what, what I want to do in a, in a generalized sense is explain some of, uh, kind of describe how I even, how, what my interest in this is and, and what the driving, some of the driving reasons why I've been so obsessive and pushed it so hard because it didn't happen instantaneously. Some things were happening, mm-hmm. uh, uh, let's just say, un, you know, in, in, an, in a way of wearing a, a, a blindfold, I'll say they were happening against, happening against my will. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. Who knows? Yeah. You know, I'm still wondering if maybe we all really did uh, check a whole bunch of boxes and, okay, I'll take that amnesia, and where's that shoot again? You know, like, <laughs> slide on down. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. The, I mean, I, I'm i telling you, I, I feel like I, somebody, if, if that's the true thing, I, I, uh, I'm having some regrets on a regular basis. But yeah. that's just, you know. But, but seriously, I mean, maybe we really are here to learn things, and, and the, the whole amnesia thing. I've, I've listened to a lot of people describe what that's all about, you know, the the soul growth thing and the life experience. And, and I'm thinking, uh, yeah, yeah. Amnesia. Yeah. That, that, that adds to the flavor for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it would, none of it would work without that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cause if we, if we knew better, we wouldn't do the, we wouldn't be doing it yeah. probably. Oh yeah. But, but so, so seriously though, uh, and I was serious about that too, by the way, <laughs> is that, uh, I mean, my, the, the way my life led up to this there are reasons why and even to this day that i i still it's not like it's not like i'm just doing this to entertain myself i'm still struggling to find answers in certain ways and then now i guess i got to say this much as far as developing a way to interact with consciousness or spirit energy or spirit consciousness whatever it is mm-hmm. i mean i i started this and i and i'm i'm pretty much pursuing it I, I, I record almost every day because I, I kind of, I want to see how it unfolds. Yeah. And, but it goes back to this is that there's, it, there's so much going on and I'm sure this, not everybody would admit this and maybe it's not going on this way for everybody. Just feel these driving things that it seems like 90 plus percent of it is outside of act, being able to understand it or be aware of it consciously. Mm. And it, that just kind of drives me crazy. And and I'm getting kind of burned out on, on doing the uh, automotive, uh, you know, dragging a car home every other week just to stay busy. I, I <laughs> cut back on that quite a bit. Mm. So, so now I, I'm, I'm just kind of uh, sitting still a little bit more. But, but back to, uh, you know, really why I'll just, I just, I, I don't want to go into a whole, you know, like everything I've, I've, I've spoken about a lot of things that were really mind blowing to kind of impress upon people, Mm -hmm. some things that were pretty shocking. And I don't know if they think, wow, yeah, I bet he made that up. And, uh, I didn't, but, but what I want to say is I'll just start, I'll, I'll just scratch the surface on some of it. And if anybody, maybe some people know what it's like, but, but when I was in my mid twenties, it started really getting severe for me. I mean, I always had a pretty manic mind, but I, I had to, I, I was under the, uh, assumption that I had to work Monday through Friday and clock in at a certain time. And when I got to be about 25 years old, my, some, a part of myself was fighting that hard 
I mean, harder every day. It got really bad to where I, uh, I had to be at work at, I think it was 8 a.m. at, at a, sh- a repair shop. And, uh, and I would get up, you know, I'd, I was taking the bus for a while there. So I'd, I'd get up at like 5.30 and try to make it there. And it, j- it got to the point where I could not sleep at all day after day. And I was trying to keep doing that without being able to sleep. And the more I tried to fight it, I, I had a hard time sleeping. And so, you know, my mind was always going and, and I remember laying under the covers in this house. I was living out in West Seattle above Alki Point, way up on Genesee Hill. And I remember one night, it, for some reason this stuck in my mind, but it, I didn't see anything. I, as my mind was racing, I was staying awake all night, dreading uh, getting up, you know, and doing it all over again. I remember one time I was under the covers because it was wintertime and, and it was a kind of a shack that was uninsulated. And I got this thought in my head that there was a bunch of spirits standing around the bed. Hey, are you here? You're not hearing anything extra, are you? No, there? no. Okay, good. Well, it, you know what? Just, no, wait, I, no, well, no, wait a minute. And I did I just, it's funny you mentioned because I heard a couple of little pops in the line that I don't normally hear. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what I heard on my end. And I was just curious if, if it, if you heard it, it was I just heard my own voice echoing back at me again. Kind of, it just started. That, that could very well be a technical thing. I'm sure it but is. But let's see. Sure. Yeah, let's. But I did hear a little, a little, just a little click and a little little digital pop. But that's it. I think we're I think we're okay though. Yeah, it's it stopped. I just you know I yeah. just if it got wor- more severe, it'd be pretty distracting. And I'm not saying it's anything more than that. Okay. But yeah. Those those things don't happen that much on the phone with me anymore. But but anyway, so I just remember one night, and and I'm just saying this because it's kind of kind of spooky, ghost-like kind of thing, and I and I'm not going to milk this one, but I just remember because it was a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. I remember one night I was hiding under the covers because I was freezing, and I was and I couldn't get this thought out of my head that there were like spirits or figures standing around my bed, and I'm sure this was just mind games I was playing with myself. The longer I thought about it, the more I was sure it was real. And so I was just like clenched up under the blankets. <laughs> anyway, oh, no. that's just a that's just a funny side note. But anyway, seriously, moving ahead because that's what I want to do is that mm-hmm. the, that pattern got worse and worse to where I, I my nerves were shot. I mean, I was I was getting there on time every day at work, and I was not sleeping at all day after day, week after week, and uh, I and I was getting re- my I was getting really tense from it all, and 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 the only thing that kept me. At, at the point of doing that, I think it was like, let's see, it was 86. I was 24 at the time, maybe. And, uh, and so th- I was the thing that the, the biggest motivating factor I had was like, God, if I don't have a job, man, am I going to end up living in my car or whatever? And, and, and it was horrible. So my mind was fighting me with all this manic energy. And, uh, and then I, I wrote it out as long as I can. I don't even remember how I ended up leaving that job. I, all I know is that I, is I, I, I couldn't take it anymore. And somehow I ended up moving into this old gas station down by the Seattle center. <laughs> and, really? and, uh, that, yeah, it was kind of like going underground. It was like survival mode. Uh-huh. And, and I did that. I ended up doing that for quite a few years. And so I lived down there for a while. Then I, I was, I had an RV. I was living in my brother's backyard and, you know, I was just, I was kind of at a loss of things. I was doing a lot of heavy drinking. I was just, I was just disgusted. I couldn't figure out anything. And I was, I was just being bombarded by all kinds of energy. And, and, uh, so I ended up living in this warehouse, a friend of mine. And, and I, I mean, I was doing the car thing. I was working on people's cars kind of just enough to squeak by, you know, make a little cash here and there. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, 
it was it was a really toxic environment. I was living in this Quonset hut with no windows in it. And anyway, uh, I ended up living in that thing for nine and a half years. And and there were some things that happened throughout there. Like I said, it was really toxic. I was I was work, do, working with a lot of chemicals, auto, automotive. I was so disgusted with with my situation and nobody knew, you know, I mean, I go to, I'd go to professionals and I'd tell them about certain things and I could tell they, they had no idea. All they, all they had to offer you was like, Oh yeah, you're manic. You're this, you're that. You just need some toxins. And I was thinking, okay, I'll try them. And I was thinking, toxins. You know wait, wait, toxins, you know, like, like medication. Oh, no, okay. To slow right. your mind. And, and believe okay. me, I had adverse reactions, to a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And, and they never ask you once, like, Hey, you're not like painting cars with a bad respirator, are you? Which I was doing, mm. and um, and I, I mean, I was like, screw this, man! I just got to come up with my part of the rent. I'm gonna paint this car, and uh, and all of that. So anyway, uh, I I just lived through a lot of stuff, and and by time anyway, by time I I'm speeding through a lot, but there were things that were absolutely logic defying through it all. I mean, I. Like I said, doing a lot of drinking, I, start, I was doing a lot of introspection, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure that's always the best way to do it. But I got to say, in some ways, and I'm sure there, it, everybody does things differently. You can even from drinking a lot, I could tell I was getting in altered states where it would calm me down. But I also felt like I was being opened up to like a lot deeper levels. It's really hard to pin down. I'm not saying I can explain it, but I lived through that stuff for a number of years, and. And at one point, I mean, things got pretty chaotic. And I remember one time, and I want to say this, I'll say this one because it, it, it had to do with a triple homicide that happened. And it was it was about three, four days leading up to this. Out of the blue, I woke up living in that Quonset hut, and I, I was just overwhelmed with the feeling of, I don't know if you'd call it grief and horror. Those are a couple of good ones. Yeah. But but I was I was literally just blown away i mean i was overpowered by the feeling of just the utter horror of violence that people do to one another out of nowhere it just came over me i couldn't eat i drank a little water i just was literally in the fetal position like for like four days Mm. and i and this was this was a really intense one there were a lot of things like this but this one was was really intense and i and i was sitting there racking my brain thinking man this is really heavy what the hell is this mm-hmm. wasn't anything i heard on on the news and so i i wrote it out for about 4 days and and then it i felt it i could tell even though i was just worn out to hell from everything and i didn't talk to anybody i just had i had the door shut i was just hiding in that building yeah and about 4 days later i i could tell i i go well i at some deeper level, I knew that it was something was shifting and I have all this adrenaline. Like I said, I mean, I was born that way and I ended up going down to car Keek. And by the way, one of the pictures I sent you, it's labeled CP. I don't know if you looked at those pictures. Yeah, I did this morning. It's it's a picture of the beach that CP stands for car Keek park. I was actually, I went down there on a Saturday. I think it was, it was a sunny day. The sky was blue, and I was wiped out from all this. I hadn't eaten for four days, and I didn't have any appetite. But I just, I was just thinking, man, there's something behind all this, and what the hell is it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I go down there, and I'm up in the up in the trails, leaning against a tree, looking up up the tree at the blue sky, and I'm praying to God or Jesus by name. And don't get me wrong about that. I, I don't, I did, I wasn't raised in a christian background or anything but i always i've always heard jesus is a good guy and stands for some good things so i figured what the heck you know i could make up other names and 
and with the same feeling and intention probably would mean the same thing. But, but at this point, it's like, man, what are we in this world for violence? And I, and I'm, I can't even figure out why the hell I'm thinking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and then at the last minute, you know, oh, by, I forgot to tell you this. Just since, hey, you know, I got to settle my nerves. I went down there with like four or five of those big cans of Foster's Lager, and I was drinking them, and they were just soothing my nerves. I mean, I've had a, I've had a pretty strange chemistry for most of my life, and uh, and so I'm calming down a little, but I'm just wiped out from this, and I'm thinking, why did I have to go through that? What's this all about? And I was I was saying, God, why are we in this world about this violence thing? And I'm asking these questions, and I'm thinking. Why am I asking these questions? Why am I even thinking about this? Why did I feel all that? Mm-hmm. And then I just happened to, I, sometimes I listen to myself talk. I said, and hey, by the way, I'd like to make a soul connection with a woman uh, for once. So anyway, later on, I don't even know what happened. It wasn't that I drank so much that I, it wasn't just that. It was just the wiped out thing. I was just laying there up against this tree, just relaxing, looking out over the water. And a bunch of hours went by and I was just wiped out from it all. And, and then it, I felt kind of calmed way down, and I was just, just trying to make sense of it all. So I'm, I'm going back home. You know, like I said, I, was, I felt like I was stabilizing out. I felt, I felt good. I mean, my mind was starting to come back, but I'm just trying to process this stuff. So I'm going back home. I'm driving the Chevy. Like I said, I, by then, you know, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't even feeling the, the alcohol effects, really. It was just more of a sedative. And I stopped by this bar in North Seattle. I never go in there. I went in there, and I'm just looking around. I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to go home and back to the warehouse and, you know, the scene of what i just been through. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, I realized, I said, man, somebody's going to walk through that door. And I knew it. And sure enough, like five seconds later, a young lady, three months older than me, walks through the door and goes and sits at the bar. And... I was the only one there other than two guys over in the dining area, and I got the feeling that I didn't know for sure because I, I really don't know the bar. I, the way they were talking or just observing them, I kind of got the feeling one of them was the owner or an employee, and then there was a, a, a woman bartender there. Anyway, this young lady that walked up to the bar, her name was Leanne, mm-hmm. she turned around, she's looking at me, and she bought herself a picture, and she invited me over there, and I started talking with her, and I started telling her, I said, I don't know what the heck's going on. So I started telling her things about herself because she had kind of a troubled life, you know, and told me a little bit. And then I was just telling her things, some really deep things. And and she's looking at me with her eyes all big saying, who are you? I was just thinking, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And so we went back to the this was late at night, by the way. It was like by the time we left there, it was probably about 115, 130, somewhere around there It was almost closing time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went back to the Quonset hut, and about a half hour later, she got real wild, and she says, "I got to get out of here." Her eyes got all wild. Anyway, I didn't. I just thought, "Wow," because uh, leading up to that, she was really, really happy to be there with me, and you know, uh, we were kind of comforting ourselves a little bit. And so when that happened, I was just thinking, "Well, you know, this has been a wild week for sure. You know, mm-hmm. lots of energy flying around. I don't know what any of it means." So I, I, I dropped her off. She lived about a, a block from the bar. Anyway, that stuff, I mean, I was just like licking my wounds after that. I was just bruised up from that whole thing. A couple days later, I talked to a friend of mine that lived 
about 45 miles northeast of Seattle. And he goes, hey, did you hear what happened at the Far Western Bar? And I said, uh, no. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was just happened to be the bar that I went to that night that I never go to. Okay. Right, right after we left, there was a triple homicide that went down at that bar. And, uh, and the, the bartender, Phyllis, was friends with Leanne. She introduced me to her. Somebody shot the two men there, like in the back room, killed them right there. They took her off. And I guess I found a an article written a few years later, because I called the police department. I put my name down about a few months later. I said, hey, I was there that night as a witness. I don't know if I have anything to say. They just took my name. They didn't tell me anything. But a few yeah. years later, I did a search on the Internet, and I found a short story about it. And it turns out that the way Phyllis was murdered is I guess they beat her to death and stabbed her. It might have been just Ugh. one guy. But what I'm saying is that was a pretty intense uh jostling of the timeline shall we say I mean, yeah that, I, I i'm i'm happy to say that that was a one-time thing because mm -hmm. i would not want to make a habit out of that sort of thing mm -hmm. but 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 something like that like i said it was not a coincidence and i've had a lot of much less dramatic things happen to me throughout my a lot of my life and luckily like i say a lot of them are really subtle and the only the thing that I would say about it is something outside of the conscious realm is just keeps tapping me on the shoulder to remind me that there's a bigger picture because I've talked to a lot of people like I'd say, Hey, why do I wake up and I know what time it's going to be when I look around the, the corner to a clock, just out of the blue one, day after day, I wake up. That's the first thought is like, when I look at the clock, it's going to be this time. I never did that before. It wasn't my idea. Sure enough, the clock was a big analog dial clock. It's razor sharp right on the 12 the minute hand mm -hmm. and i and i i've asked a lot of people and there are so many people in this world scott and amber that will say oh that means this and i'm thinking sure pal i like the way you can dismiss it like that like it's nothing mm -hmm. i said i'm still trying to figure it out so but there have been all those things over and over again and i have a whole lot of a whole list of things like that so so when i i was still living in that quonset hut and this was a couple years later and I turned 35 years old and I was just, I was just, I was praying a lot because I felt so pinned down by being bombarded and trying to live around feeling bombarded by all this unseen energy. And, and like I said, I was coping with it by drinking a lot and I never got into drugs really other than smoking some weed. I don't even touch it anymore. I hard, I didn't really do a lot of it. I think that stuff just kind of jams me up, you know? And so, yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't really get into anything really hardcore, but I mean, believe me, uh, you know, with a, with a, with the right dedication and drive, man, you can do some pretty psychotic things with a good, uh, 12 pack, but, uh, <laughs> you know, if you, you can sharpen yeah, those we, horns. We've been there. Out. We've been there. <laughs> we, yeah. Well, we it, hey, look, it's, it, it's, it's a common, I, a lot of, a lot of the human condition, man. I live in this tiny little town right now and I go over to the recycling parking lot. There's this huge metal bin for, for glass recycling. Mm -hmm. That thing fills up like every three days with alcohol bottles. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not, Hey, you know, talk about a message in a bottle, but, uh, <laughs> I, I guess I, I don't do that. I quit that stuff. I'm, I'm staying away from it because I, I found out recently not uh, actually right. A, you know, remember Tom Petty died about a year, a little over a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's my time frame for this one. I, I mean, I'm still fighting now. Now I'd say my biggest demon is procrastination. And there again, it's, it's like an invisible force field that I can't put my finger on. And 
I go to the out to the back road sometimes. I got a few spots around here, just really neat, you know, just to look look at the sky or whatever. And and I I catch myself doing these spontaneous things sometimes. One of them this time was out of the blue. It's like God, I can't seem to break out of my my procrastination on this thing. I've got this invention thing I designed a few years ago that the world needs bad. I mean, I had another one I was starting on recently. Anyway, that's a side note, but uh, back to this one, because because I learned my lesson this time. I, I just popped off with, God, I can't do it with willpower. If you got to take me to the brink of death to break through this, let's do this. And I meant it, too. I mm -hmm. mean, I didn't even plan to say that. It was less than 48 hours later. I thought I was going to throw my guts up on the kitchen floor, man. I'm, I don't even know what that was about. Mm -hmm. I had back spasms. This was the first time they ever reached around to my gut, and I I was crab walking through the house because of my back spasms. It was, it was in on the backside. I've had some weird pains over the years. Yeah. But this time, it reached around to my like my stomach and organs in front. It felt like some giant hands were twisting them, like braiding them, and uh, I didn't know if I was going to survive the pain. I was screaming so loud, man. So here's my here's my point. And if anybody else is thinking of doing this you know, maybe don't do it if, if you mean it as much as I did. Cause I, is that I'm not doing that one again. I ain't praying for that brink of death thing. You know, <laughs> I'm not, I, that yeah. was good enough. That's it for the rest of my life. Yeah. But, uh, so anyway, uh, that was down here, but, but to get into the whole audio thing, mm. when I turned 35 and I was still living in that warehouse, I was, I was just, I was thinking, man, I remember when I was really young, the age of 35 was some, for some reason in my mind, even when I was like five or six, I, I, I remember thinking, you know, when I'm 35, something's going to happen. Yeah. So I'd been 35 for a few months and nothing happened. And I, all of a sudden I was thinking, Hey, yeah, what about that 35 thing? So for like two months straight every night, okay, I was drinking too. I'll tell you, it's helped me get into this zone. I had these clipboard on a and uh, these yellow pet legal pads, and I was writing all this stuff down. I was praying hard as hell. I was going, I said, "Come on, you got to show me what I'm supposed to do here. I'm supposed yeah. to do something, you know. This this so-called uh, whatever it is. I mean, it's it. I know it. There's something behind it. So I did that for the better part of two months, and then one day, and I don't think this was coincidence. I was talking to a guy on the phone. And all of a sudden, I started having my voice coming. I recognized my voice coming back through the earpiece with a delay as I'm talking. Every time I tried to talk, yeah. a delay of my voice coming back through the earpiece. And it was. And I told the guy, I "Go, man, my voice is echoing back at me backwards," and it was spooking me big time. I said, oh, "And what kind? What kind of phone was this on, though?" I think I was on a cordless. And I, yeah, you could say, you could say that it was just a a typical thing right but, but the way that it hit me so hard and yeah. i was the one that perceived it as backwards like i said when i and and phil couldn't hear any of it but it was stirring me up to where i was going god whoa phil do you hear that he's like uh no i don't hear anything and instead a few other things and we get off the phone and i just felt zapped and then here's what i'm saying this is what yeah. this is what i say is a synchronicity about the whole thing is a, roughly four hours later my mother told me about David John Oates on with Art Bell, and I'd never listened to Art before that. But my mom seemed to know that she, for some reason, she goes, "You're gonna want to know about this." Mm -hmm. So the fact that I was hearing, perceiving my own voice echoing backwards at me, and just spooked the living daylights out of me. Then she tells me about David Oates and what he did, and she said I recorded about an hour and a quarter of this interview on on a cassette tape, and and then we went 
she's telling me about it. We went on a road trip over to Idaho, spent a couple days over there, uh, you know, stayed at a motel and she had a couple things she wanted to do. And as she's telling me the story about this and I'm, I'm saying, really, what? You're, you're kidding. You can hear these messages from the unconscious mind and you can get all this additional information. I was like, hell yeah, I want to hear this. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> we didn't have the tape. But you know what's funny is I don't know if this is significant or a coincidence or what, but it, it's another one that's that was from that time frame. We're driving over that way at one point. We're going by the Hanford nuclear reactor, which is decommissioned, I guess. And it's it's dark. There's no there are no other cars out on this dark highway. And I'm driving the car, and all of a sudden I got this urge to hit the brakes. There's no other cars around doing 55, 60, right? And I hit the brakes. Not didn't lock them up, but I hit the brakes. Front end dips down. I mean, it, you know, it was kind of a jolt. It was like involuntary. And right when I did it, you guys, a big fat owl flies right in front of the headlights from the right to the left. I mean, oh really? Yeah, and I and you know some people say that that the owl is, uh, signifies uh, I don't know some kind of spiritual wisdom or something, but but so yeah, like when I started listening to to uh, that tape that my mom had got of David Oates, I was just all over. I was like, man, you know, and I I thought everybody was going to want to know because because David was pointing out how you know this stuff cuts through the fog, and I did. I that's how I got into the whole audio thing. That's how that's how that started. And, yeah. and those are some of the reasons why I would be so uh, compelled to to dig so deep for something that's that challenging. Most a lot of people they, they, listen. Uh, I mean, just that one thing you say alone. And this is something you can literally it's not like going out and trying to find Bigfoot where I guess no one's done that yet. Nobody's nobody's brought him home for dinner that I know of and <laughs> got, gotten, you know, like uh, selfies with him or anything. Yeah. And this is something that literally you can record a conversation with a digital recorder. In other words, it's right there. It's totally available 24-7. Anybody that's curious could prove it to themselves. But I will tell you, well, I'll finish that thought, is that most people, if almost everybody, does not want to go near it, man. They don't. I, I actually watched the guy's eyeballs turn black when I told him about it. He, that was about him, really. Mm -hmm. But it freaked him out. I never got into this stuff to scare people. In I fact, don't think any of us do. I think the, those of us like yourself, Brian, uh, we're, you're curious. You want to know. You want to learn. For, you you want to learn something from this. I don't think yeah. like doing parlor tricks and scaring people. That's that's like way, way, way off the map for us. This is something totally different and something way, way above that. Yeah. Well, you know, here and here's what I'm I'm coming to realize even more and more is that. A lot of what I'm doing, not just that one thing, because that I really don't do a lot of that one thing recording a human speech, incarnate yeah. people's speech, and play it backwards. I could do it. In fact, recently I did something. I'll, 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 I'm just kind of telling my story about how you know the dramatic side of what I've had to deal with, why I was I've been driven like I have, and things that I've learned. Like so, right now, I'm not I'm not gonna I I, I just. I just uh, the the percentage of people that even that one naturally occurring function of the human mind, people don't want to know about it. It that really does blow my mind. But I guess it's way too invasive. I guess I guess it really is kind of like mind reading. I mean, it's people will do everything to stay away from it. And and I'll I'll, I'll just leave that alone right now. But but uh, but that's that's why I got 
like I wanted to to get in answers into. And so so it wasn't very long after I was all over that. And it, and by the way, it I was so I mean I'm push push myself hard, and to find out about that stuff, I I literally modified a shoe box tape recorder. I was doing it on the mechanical level, and I raised the head on that that shoebox uh, tape recorder mainly to play stuff back half the width of a tape and okay. I had to chip the, the, the cassette tape cases so the head would clear it. That's uh -huh. how I was playing stuff backwards. And once I did that, I was listening to that. I literally did 30 hours nonstop straight of listening to stuff. That's how obsessive or over the top I am when I want to do something. Yeah. But, but even with that and, and then start hearing I'd listen to every interview David did with Art Bell over and over again, and I'd stop it and I'd write stuff down, and then I would I would just dissect it everything and I took it and ran with it. And but even after I started thinking I was hearing my very own speech reversals that I knew were explaining something backwards that that was true that I wasn't saying forward, I still went back and forth for about two months before I finally said, "No, I've heard too much. There's no way this is coincidence." And we call these and we. And Formerly, you call these the bi-directional bi messages. Am I correct? They, you mean what do I call them well, now? Well, yeah, I mean because because we're talking about you're talking about messages that are backwards and forwards, correct? Uh, not well, yeah, they they would be for like what what David talks about is because it's coming out of a person talking in in so-called normal speech. Yeah. So yeah. so so the forward of it is is their standard speech, and you play some of it backwards. These are bursts. It's not every syllable. Mm -hmm. And and by the way, it's not just a it's not just the mirror side of certain phonetics like certain consonants and words. There's so many different tones. In intonations to all the speech. Yeah, I've heard I've heard speech reversals of like words come out backwards in a phrase that I know was real. I know it expressed another level of information, and that backwards word was formed by a different forward word as it as it was another time. So it's not just a mirror of certain forward words. So yeah. But but once and like I said, I pushed myself hard because I was thinking, hey, this is it. My life's going to get easier now, man. I figured out why I've got all this, you know, because I was so driven to do it. I, and David started I started sending stuff to David Oates when he was on forum boards and all that back in 1997. And he's he introduced me on his show or played some of my stuff. He says our, our best student, quite frankly. And I did sign up for his his official class at one point, but I could see that was not the path for me mm. soon after doing so. But, but I mean, I, I, so I started really pushing it hard and, and, and David was really impressed with what I was doing. And, uh, but I started realizing soon on because I was like knocking on doors, calling people left and right, calling, calling the FBI in Seattle, <laughs> private investigators, everybody. And there were no takers, and people were getting really weird about it. So I started feeling the burn, shall we say, just uh, you know, not too many months into it. And I started, and I started hearing extra voices on the recordings, and and then I heard Mark Macy in, you know, within that first year. Yeah. And and so I started. I I thought, you know what? Just like I do when I got disgusted with humanity and I'd go drag a car from the other side of the state, drag some carcass out of a field, as like tune the world out. I, I know what I can do with this car. Mm -hmm. So I started doing I started doing that with so-called so ITC, you yeah. know, and I pushed it pretty hard. I, I still work on that stuff quite a bit, almost yeah. every day, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said already that and we and in our conversations coming up to this show, 
you you do record every night. Am I? Yeah, I'm correct. Pretty on much. That? Yeah, I I'll, I hardly ever miss a night, and I I like to at the end of the day or whatever usually and i've been i haven't been staying up till four lately it's more it's closer to midnight now but yeah but uh i usually get up early anyway and and yeah i like to i like to see what's there and one thing i've noticed is it's it when my mind is really clear and focused it's amazing what comes through but at the same time i've got you know i'm still sort i've still got some challenges here that get in the way of things and that's why i say i i've been sorting out as I've gone through like all the the audio that I sent you that was that that I went back in time quite a bit to go get those I mean I, I've been assessing the last 20 years of my life yeah even in a different light now and I and uh, yeah okay so I'll, I'll I just wanted to tell you some of that I'm going to tr- be more concise now because no I that's do, fine no that's I'm, I and I you know I wanted to, you to have that time to, to I, talk about this thing that's important to me Brian you know one thing I do want to say, though, before we move forward, um, there's been a there's been a lot of people who were asking about you when we when we started doing this show again, and that's you know partly one of the reasons that I did reach out to you here a couple months ago because there was a lot of people that reached out to me about you and said, hey, do you remember that show you and Doug did where you had Brian on? And it was one of our off night shows. We we do stuff in the middle of the week sometimes. And it was one of the shows that we had you on where we were getting and in, in our conversation and it's something that's still on my list of things. And I'm going to get it done this week. I mean, I should get it done this week is this one particular show. We were having some very strange things happen on our channel, you know, on our on, and that's what we used a phone line. We didn't use Skype. I don't think at that time we were still using a regular old phone line. Right. I think so, yeah. And if you remember that show, because we've talked about that already. I, I have a copy of it on one oh, of so my do I. discs yeah, somewhere. So do I, and I, have a, I have the copy, too. Uh, and it's one of the ones, like I told you uh, not too long ago, when we redid the database with all the archives, it was these were some of the ones that not intentionally got dropped, and they're going to be getting added here. And that's, I mean, that's something I'm going to be putting up probably in light of this show we're doing right now. But that was a really, really strange night for Doug and I, especially, and I, I don't know about you, but a lot of people asked about you and asked about that show. Uh, well, go yeah. ahead. No, no, that was that was pretty intense, and I and I will say this, but but I don't want to cut you off. Go no, ahead. You're, you're fine. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It's all right. Go ahead. What I want to say is is that I I would say that that level of of uh, shall we say somewhat raspy and. Uh, a little bit uh, intrusive energy. I think that had more to do with Stephen Rourke than myself because he and I used to regularly talk. I think it was once a week on a certain night. Yeah, as yeah. For about forty-five minutes, he was driving back from a college class he had back to his home, mm-hmm. and he was out on some turnpike or whatever it was. And about th- the third time we did that, because he, w- you know, we talked a, a lot, and that was a great time because he had the drive time, and you know, he had he had a lot going on in his life at the time. Probably yeah. still does. I think he's bit. He's he's. I don't really. I'm not that much in touch with him right now. But I know he's very preoccupied with some new levels of higher uh, learning. And uh, I know. I know it's. He's he's got his hands full right now. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not even bugging him right now. But <laughs> but the thing is, uh, it, why don't we do this? Yeah. Uh, and it'll. And then I'll just because, like I said, I when I tell you these stories, man. I mean, living through it was no picnic. I mean, I don't mean this one. I'm talking about living in that warehouse and a whole lot more that I'm not even going to try telling you right now. Yeah. But, but it, you know, it, it has, 
as Freddie Mercury might have been singing about at one point, uh, it's been no bed of roses or a pleasure cruise <laughs> at this point. There's been I've had a lot of good times, believe me. And oh, yeah. uh, but anyway, how about this? What do you yeah. think of this, Scott? I there's a sound file on there, and I want to maybe we and maybe what we can do is just let people hear this to get an idea of how intense that energy was that was building up, which caused me because because it, it got to the point where. Uh, it was happening every time it was getting and I was getting you'll hear it in my voice if we play the sound file mm-hmm. where I'm like, yeah, OK, you know, because it was just get you know, I was I was kind of I wasn't really annoyed. I, I like to joke around. I like to throw sarcasm and humor mm-hmm. into stuff. I guess I watched too many sitcoms. In fact, I swear I should get a laugh track uh, from more my house. So when I'm talking to myself, I'll think people are really laughing about it. But <laughs> but but seriously, uh, uh, so. So I mean, as far as as far as the file, I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, Brian, but as far as the files are concerned, I have everything lined up here and ready to go as well, we discuss. Okay, yeah, sorry, I I, I know no, I, got, I was thinking about too many things at once, but here's the thing: <laughs> I want to say this. Yeah. So every time I talked with Stephen, within minutes, yeah. it got to the point where every single time this raspy voice started saying a lot of crazy stuff over the top of him. And that's exactly and, what happened to us on that show that night. Yeah, and and the reason, and you, I don't know if you remember or not. Uh, like days before we did that show, I started hearing the phrase "October 9th is your night." <laughs> and so yeah, I'm yeah, hey. yeah. No, and I remember so, all that. So yeah, you, you you did a an October 9th show. That that was the night in 2006. But anyway, uh, so that's why we did that. But prior to that, I said, Stephen, man, I, I'm recording this on my end. I want you to be able to hear this stuff because he couldn't hear it, yeah. you know, in his car when he was driving. So yeah. we we had. I said, here's what we'll do. Let's do what I'll call it a silence test because it was building up. I said, I'm just going to I'm going to get out of my room. I'm going to leave the recorder going for about three minutes. And I went out in the kitchen, made me a cup of tea and I came back in. And and what I did was that three minute recording. I went and looked at it on the screen. I clipped out all the blank spots in between. So it's about a minute long. Do you mind playing that just so people? Yeah. Can which, hear? which one is it? OK, that is. Uh, I'm looking at my list here now. I, I got a whole bunch here. I'm gonna find it here. Okay, mm-hmm. right here. It's uh, it's number sixteen. It's just, it's uh, there are two files uh under the number sixteen. Yeah, the there's a one, there's an A and a B. Yeah. Yeah. Play the A. That is the three minute thing condensed down to about one minute. And this is what was I. This is what was coming out while Stephen was driving down the road, and I was recording. Here goes. The level. And by the way, I'm looking here now. I'm gonna have to crank the level on this. Um, yeah, I hear it's pretty low. It's I mean, really it's a, it's a real quiet file. A lot of these the, the files they they were all pretty good. Let me uh let me try something though. This is gonna be oh boy, this is gonna get kind of weird. Uh, well, you know what? Hey, Scott, I don't know how clear they'd sound. I mean, if if it's gonna be a lot of work for you, no, I'm no, no, I might, got this, I got this. What me, I was gonna say is, I, if I put it right up my microphone right up to the speaker and it sounds really clear i i've got the volume right here i mean i might be able to do it from right here then you don't have to go back and well, no I can, I, i'm gonna get this thing to work here because like i said we're okay just, you know let me just try this let me see because that that file seems really low in the mix um, yeah it is compared to your voice here let me try me something my... else here hang on for one second there you go yeah that's that's good Back 
Baker. And by the way, I'm looking here now at the. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't drop off because of the bars. Yeah. Back to silence. Yeah, I hear you. Who is this? Come on, go ahead. It's all yours. Talk. You're him? Who's him? I'm going to call you Freddy Krueger from now on if you don't fess uh, up. Give us a name. Who are you? You know Mark Macy? Yeah. How about uh, Dr. Mueller? You know him? Yeah. Do you know my last name? Hey, hey, Scott. Hang on, hang on, Brian, hang on. Sure. That was the end of the file. Okay. Yeah, I, I, the problem I'm having here, and it's not really a problem, um, is that I'm having to adjust volumes. to. That was a lower one. I think we'll have an easier time. Uh, that was just one of the quieter ones. I don't know. They were. I. I mean, before I sent them to you, I. I was looking at the. Uh, the volume level meter here, and I. I got them all really close. Yeah, and for some reason that one was really. It wasn't picking up on my scope for some reason, but we got it though. People. People are going to hear that for sure now though. So I'm sorry. What were you going to say, Brian? I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, and I'll, I want to try to. I want to play some of these things as I tell the the kind of story, and and the way I laid them out, it was kind of an loosely chronological but since we were talking about that i wanted to but anyway i heard my name in there at the end a few times actually and crazy phrases like is it midnight yet and well and, i mean uh, and you know what? here's the thing like first off the people that are listening i want to point now we've already said this but i want to say it again i can understand how listening to that piece of audio it may sound a bit scary I can understand that because it does sound. I mean, let's be frank, Brian. It does sound. Yeah, you hear this little Brian. Yeah, it sounds Brian. a bit malevolent, but that's <laughs> not the point here. So you know, and that's not what we're trying to do here either, though. I mean, we're just. This is just to learn and understand what you're working on here. Uh, hey, well, look, I, like a, I said, I, I I think that you know Stephen Rourke has kind of a kind of a a, a, a gritty personality type himself. You know, he's a pretty driven guy. You yes, know he I mean? is. He always has and, been, yeah. And and here's you you've heard of the the personality type uh, passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. I thought of one for him, and I he didn't yuck it up too much, but I think he was probably proud of it. I told him I thought he was massive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> when that when that guy does something, I mean he he, he we knew this other guy, and, and he kind of brought him. He goes, "Hey, you want to collaborate on something?" And this guy called me back. Goes, "Man, what the hell?" Stephen loaded him up with like. 80 hours worth of work to do oh my through God. email, you know. And, so, um, so that was, uh, that was 16A, right? Yeah, okay, so back to that. Yeah, so at yeah. the end of it, I said, so do you know my last name? So I clipped out the, the, the preceding thing where I heard my first name, and I played it three times. I might have slowed it down. Uh, play that 16B just and to see what it sounds like. Okay, hang on. I'm moving it in it's right now. pretty fast. Here, hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna have to crank the level on the mixer one more time, so just hang tight, Brian, okay? Sure, yeah. Okay, here we go. So that, that's a really fast. Let me play it a couple times. I'm going to play it again. Sure. We'll play it one more time. Well, I mean, does, hang on, does hang, that hang, sound hang, like... Hang on, let me, let me bring it down. Uh, unfortunately, I got everything on one track, so it's kind of making things challenging. But that's okay. We got it, though. We're good. What were you saying, Brian? Sorry. Well, that's all right. No, I, you, you sure you don't want me to try to play something from my end? Because it it may be really simple for the volume to be leveled out where you don't have to go up and down on things. I don't know. I think you... I honestly, because I did play some of this stuff before, and this is one of the ones I didn't play. 
mm-hmm. I think we'll be okay. We'll, we'll be fine. I'd rather push it through the board here and get it nice and okay. loud for you because going through the okay. phone, I think it's gonna, you know going over the line. It's just going to cause problems, you know. Okay, so we'll sure. just, well, listen, we'll make it, here, we'll make it yep. work. What's and that? I, and I will, like I said, I, I know I kind of rambled on there a little bit, but I want to, believe me, I barely scratched the surface on, and I, and I do have, I, I have something, I, like I said, over the last few days, I've really sorted out my, uh, if you want to call it an agenda, on what I'm offering to the world going forward, because I'm not going to do the same thing anymore. And that's fairly new, because it was only a month and a half ago that I decided, okay, I'm older and wiser now. I'm going to get on the phone and I'm going to call a whole bunch of people uh, with a different approach now and and be, you know what I mean? It's like I called, I, I thought, okay, so maybe as a forensic tool, I got fired up because there was a guy that bought a car part from me, ex-private investigator, ex-police officer, had a secret clearance at, at some nuclear facility, worked with an ex-Nazi scientist, witnessed a UFO, it seemed like a nice guy who was retired, and he said, "I said, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out how to get some money in the bank and live in my little town." He goes, "Well, let me know if you figure it out." The next day, I called him up. I said, "Hey, man, Jim, you have connections in law enforcement." I said, "If I could show you a forensic tool for dissecting interrogation tapes, and we could get clues to crack cases, would that be valuable?" He goes, it "Sure would." I yeah. said, "Do you think you could do anything with it?" So I spent like, with the you know. All in all, the side notes, but producing the CD for him, probably about nine hours. And that was two months ago. I still haven't got any feedback from all that. It was a 26 or 38-minute uh, presentation. So what I'm saying is that after I did that, just to take some of the pressure off of waiting for him, because I said, hey, I'm not trying to rush you, but do listen to it, get back to me. Last time I heard from him was a month ago, and he was apologizing that he hadn't gotten to it yet. Well, yeah. that was a month ago. So I know where this is going. Mm. probably you know mm. i mean i'd be willing to bet something on it so what i did was i thought well i already made this presentation why put it all on him so i started uh contacting private investigators locally i even called the cia and the fbi uh law police departments like la all this and i didn't the only response i got from all my efforts on that were two private investigators one of them just obnoxiously said, well, if you're psychic. And all I said was, hey, there's a psychic component. And that was like, what do they call that? Uh, red meat or or what's that term they use like politically? It triggered the guy. Oh. He just <laughs> he just flipped out on me. He goes, well, if you're psychic, you should have known I'm four days behind. And he was just rude as hell. I said, hey, man, I said, I said, I don't even want to talk to you after that one. And that was it. And then the other guy was, uh, was an ex-cop, now PI. And he was just a tough guy that didn't want to hear anything I had to say, and I said the same thing. I said, "There's a there's a psychic component, but mm-hmm. this is this is a lot more than that, and it's and it could be a very useful forensic tool." And he did everything basically with the tone like just shoving me away. And I said, "Well, hey, listen." I said, "We went on for like three minutes," and I said, "Well, I said, can I even present you five minutes of this?" He goes, uh, "I'm really not interested." And I go. Really? I, I said, I know. I said, you think about it. That's the bottom line right there. And I'm thinking, this is a private investigator who's flat out telling me no with attitude, and he doesn't even know what he's saying no to. Because yeah. I told him that psychic uh, sensitivity was only a part of it. So what I'm saying is, I that was the last one, and I'm never going to knock on doors again. I was calling universities again this last time and i and i thought i had new ideas it's like okay there are all these places that'll get you a degree in parapsychology and i and i was thinking god i can't even find a parapsychologist 
uh, on the internet, you know, I'm typing in parapsychologist, California, nowhere to be found. Right. Yeah. And so I called up a school. I'm thinking, Hey, Brian, you're getting smarter. And I said, well, Hey, do you have a list of parapsychologists that have graduated your school? I'm sorry, sir. We can't give out that information. I'm like, geez. God, well, and I had to quit yeah. drinking. Anyway, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So back to this now. I'm yeah. here's, here's the reason I told you that is that was the last time that was only a couple months ago. And I will not do that again. And I and I'll I'll wait till a little bit later to tell you what I am offering to do going forward because I I haven't given up on this yet. But I I've given up on that one because I I really did approach it. I started out feeling like I was I'd matured quite a bit. And by the time I got done, man, I was thinking, man, I better go up. I'm gonna run back up to Seattle and see if I can get me some free heroin. That might be the missing <laughs> link. Here. Anyway, sorry. I okay, won't think so, that. I don't think that's a good idea, Brian. I know. I, I've been joking about that. I've never tried that. Stuff. God, don't. I, Please that's don't. My, that's my joke. Uh, I, I know it's not funny because yeah. some people are, I mean, some really good people have, have you know, oh, yeah. gone over the edge just, Hell yeah. just by accident. And yeah. so so here's here's what I'd like to do is if we could, although if the volume level is going to be a trouble, I, that kind of, I, I hate to hear you strain him, but no. I'd like to, I'd like to show because I'm not giving up on that. It's not my number one thing, but at the same time, it's still very viable, and I spent thousands of hours developing my ear for doing that whole thing about analyzing speech. And I wanted—I'd like to play two speech reversals okay. where I actually can tell you what the backstory is and how I validated them as accurate hits of getting additional information. And the, one of them is the very first file, uh, number one, and I broke it down. One well, A is it? One A. One A, and it's Richard Hoagland on Art Bell Show with. Robert A.M. Stevens. We'll leave that topic alone, but you can hear what he's saying if you listen to the forward there. Oops, oops, I'm sorry. I, I actually kicked it off. Here, we're, we'll start it again. Just hang tight, all right? And I'm, I am going to pump the volume again here, so just hang tight for a second, Brian. Okay. Actually, I don't think I'm going to mute. I'm going to... Oh, here we go. I was saying I am somewhat confused because in uh, in other shows... Prince Jeff Rince's sightings on the Laura Lee show, all over the internet, in some of the material that has been sent to me by people, uh, you know, who you've cor corresponded with, who, frankly, the, the the things you have called me, the names you have called me, the assertions you have made about, about, are you referring to Turkey finish? Hogan? May I please? Yeah, let him, let him finish. All right, go ahead, Brian. Did you, did you hear Art Bell in there? Well, I heard him saying, hey, can you let him finish? Yeah, that was art. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so anyway, yeah, if you listen, here's the thing. If you, he's talking about material that was sent to him. In other words, people bring in to his attention that this guy, Robert was, was trashing him on the internet and on other radio shows. So if you play, uh, if you play one uh, B, this is a speech reversal. And just to speed this up, cause you, you know, I got a list here is that oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just say what I hear of it is, and I think this is phonetically stunningly clear and I'll tell you how I validate it. It was, this message is a lawyer's. Okay. And this is for one B, right? Yes. Okay. Hang tight. No talking. <laughs> okay. Well, that's right, trippy. Hang, right, hang on a hint. Yeah, well, yeah. So that was clearly there. Now that's right. just in reverse, right? That is, and and I was gonna forget the uh, forget the one C. What that is is the exact the reversal played back forward, which is 
out of the phrase material that was sent to me minus the first syllable and clipped off at the back. So it was material that was sent to me like that. Okay. But think about that. The material that was sent to me, you play that very block of phonetics backwards says, this message is a lawyer. I bugged Mike Barra at the Enterprise mission. I had to bug him a few times. He finally cornered Richard, and Richard goes, yeah, that's a total hit. That material that, that I was referring to was from, I believe it was Peter Gersten, the UFO attorney mm -hmm. that represented UFO groups. So that's the reason I played that one is phonetically, I remember I've got people say, man, that's clear as anything. And that's why David had me on his show a bunch of times, because I was doing it to, to make him, you know, the whole topic look good. I'd go past tons of my nowhere expressions that I could relay, but I was getting the ones that were phonetically clear. So I, and then this is early on, this was from 1998. Mm -hmm. And the second one is, a, is an author, a Dr. Brad Blanton discussing on Peter Weisbach's show about a book that he'd written called Practicing Radical Honesty. And this guy was saying that our true nature is to be really sensitive and pretty much telepathic, but we're so conditioned to be polite and he basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but not by much. He was saying something like, and I like to joke around, as you know, with a little sarcasm, but there's a little truth in here is that he'd, he'd say, so basically if your wife says, hey, do I look fat in this dress? He goes, yeah, you look like a fat pig. You know, I mean, he was just saying be blunt as you can. Mm -hmm. And and what it would do is, you know, it hurts at first, but then you get past all this conditioned dishonesty we have not to hurt people's feelings and, and our, our raw sensitivities will come back out. So if you play that right there, he's talking to a lady that called in and he's talking about that. And this is another one I think is really clear. The reversal. We, we play uh two a, you got it. Hang tight. No talking. Hang on. Okay, here we go. Two a. If we go to the next quantum leap of mental development, speech will be unnecessary. I'm only, I'm only interested in going to the quantum leap of current development. I'm interested in uh, current communication. I don't really, I, I'm, I have lots of the guesses that are accurate about what other people are thinking or feeling. They say, how do you know that? You must be telepathic. You must be psychic. All right. So that was 2A, Brian. Right. Okay. And, and by the way, when you say no talking, I won't say okay again. <laughs> I got that part. Yeah, we're just, it's, it's, it's a volume throw thing. A, it's throw a, me a sardine now and I'll clap like a seal. Just kidding. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a volume kidding. thing with the phone and that's why I'm having, I mean, that's something I couldn't predict here, but we're making it work though. It's fine. Oh, I know. It's kind of like, it's, it's like uh, trying to get through some musical uh, challenge, you know, you yeah. gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta tweak it and, yeah. you know, go with some rhythm here. So we're making it work. Uh, and, and so what I was going to say is mm -hmm. the reversal I hear on this one of 2B is, uh, feel without really knowing this okay so this is 2b all right here i'm going to turn up no talking we'll play it one we'll play it one more time hang tight All right, Brian. What, what okay, did he yeah. say again? What's that? What was he? What was said again? Well, I and people can go back and listen to it. what I hear of it is feel without really knowing this, and think about what he's saying is is basically getting your intuition back to the forefront. And I mean, I think I heard a quote from somebody else. It might 
they might have been paraphrasing, and then you know how that goes. I'm trying to do it from memory. Mm-hmm. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said something like, uh, faith is taking the first step when you can't even see the staircase. You know, f- there's there's a lot to go with that, too. And the reason I want to play these things is not to impress everybody. Hey, reverse speech, let's do this. What I'm trying to say is there are messages that if you simply play stuff backwards or capture the energy and dissect it under what I affectionately call the audio microscope, you can get information because what I I told you the first time, I'm the one that heard this message as a lawyer's and I had to track Mike Bear down and go, hey, go go get this validate. Go find out, am I on target here? And and supposedly Richard Hoagland himself said that is a direct hit. So yes, it's a viable way for me to be able to do this. Same thing with this one. I cornered I, I was able to get a hold of Dr. Blanton's office talked to I sent the email in I talked to a couple people there they listened to it they were lit up they're like yeah man we pure that plain as day and they said that's a total way of describing the essence of his book mm-hmm. so they so I'm just saying I validated that and then and like I said this was back in 1998-99 and right when I started really getting into uh, the ITC thing I was using one of my uh, vacuum tube holocraft or shortwave radios between stations because I'd been studying uh what was it? World ITC, whatever Mark Macy's site. World ITC. Yep. World ITC. And, and, and that's how I started doing it was radios between stations. And I just remember, you'll think this is funny. Maybe I actually sent this one into Keith Rowland when art was still the skipper of coast to coast AM. And he goes, okay, faked or not, I'm going to post it. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, uh, I just played this one three times and it's out of the shortwave. I didn't hear it till playback, but the whole time I was doing it, I mean, I was sitting there going, I'm not drinking any beers tonight. I'm not gonna. And I was just sitting there telling myself, no, I'm not going to do it. I ended up doing it anyway, of course, but <laughs> that night, but, but listen to this one here. It's just three times. And what I hear of it is this one's, uh, 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 three F wait, sorry. No, no, it's just, just, just number three, just number three. F that's is, what I got. Yeah. The F means four, but it, but it's just repeated of the phrase that I hear as, Oh, and by the way, when you don't need to say no talk and I, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> All right, we got okay. our we got our stick down. We're good. Okay, yeah. Number three, Brian. <laughs> all right. We all call for beer. Okay, here we go. We'll play that one more time. Hey, uh, that sounds very robotic. Uh, yeah, I know. And, and here's what I was going to say is, you know, I was, I, uh, I did give into the drinking and I, I took that one with me to an AA meeting and I, and, and I, and I introduced myself. Hi, my name's Brian and I'm not really an alcoholic like the rest of you. And I want to prove to you that it's not me. It's this guy on my shoulder here. And, uh, and I played that one and everybody threw, uh, their candy bars there are 32 ounce coffees and big gulps, uh, chew tobacco and unlit cigarettes. In other words, all their other vices at me on the stage. Ha ha. That's, that's funny. All right. So, Gee. okay. I'll have to play that one back in archive to get the humor, I think. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, but anyway, yeah. actually back then smoking was, was okay in Washington state. And I remember leaving, I did, I went to an AA meeting once and I needed a drink bad after that. But, 
But uh, I left there with my head just pounding because everybody was chain smoking in there and there was no ventilation. But that's but, that's uh, gross. That's like the grossest thing ever. Um, yeah, that's gross. I, I totally have been in that situation before and it's horrible and you get a nasty headache and your eyes burn. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, yeah, just and just for the record, seriously, I mean, I'm joking about all this stuff now, but I am staying away from the beer. And I mean, recently, even since I moved down here, every once in a while, I was like, God, I'm just getting so stressed out. It's like cirrhosis would be better than this. <laughs> but I, I've it, since New Year's, I really have. Uh, I did a lot of studying on YouTube and I found out a lot more about nutrition, things I never knew before. You were talking so, about this. Yeah, yeah and we I'm, I'm sticking this. with it. And I'll, I'll save that. I've got a podcast website, but I'll save that for the end of this thing here. But I'd mm -hmm. like to, I wanna, I'll, I'll try to run through this because what, what I'm wanting to show mm -hmm. is, are a lot of different ways of capturing otherwise invisible, unconscious information floating around us all the time. And I can facilitate it. Don't have to wait for a certain moon phase or or a tidal uh, phase or or going out to a graveyard or anything. But but so the uh, and I want to. This is a very unique capture of a, of a guy's uh, speech. And this is my former roommate. He left a phone message for himself. Long story short, a guy moved into the house. Make a, a guy that was addicted to heroin. This is back in 1999. Made up all the stories, was stealing from my buddy, and at the last minute, he called this guy's bluff, and the guy admitted that he relapsed and he stole my friend's carpentry tools. Oh my god! And he was supposed to come come back and pay the restitution. Never did. Didn't show up. So the next day, my friend Finn had to leave to go to the East Coast to pick up this military jeep, and he left himself a Finn that is now. He's venting his anger coming back across the country, and he's and he says. And, and somebody's got a little payback when I get back. I don't know who that is, but I guess I'll have to decide. And then he then he just makes this sound. He says, da, 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 like that, right? Mm -hmm. If you play 4A, that's what that is, him leaving his own phone message. And he gave me permission to go get this because he knew I was analyzing everything. But okay. See, play that 4A, if you would. All right, hang tight. I'll play it one more time. second so that was that was the that was the forward one we were talking about it, it is and and this is why i wanted to play this one because it's very unique and just to emphasize what i'm saying is that there's so much that gets captured in the energies of sound don't don't pin this down to just like this guy here and 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 some anti-heroin rant or anything like that it's but this is unique in the fact that his Da da da. Non-words comes out backwards to say a pretty potent phrase that fits how he sees the situation with this guy, and that one is four uh, B played three times. What I hear of it is that guy died high. Okay, hang tight. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. 
We'll play it one more time. Okay, that was weird. Did, did that guy he's talking about end up dying from getting Did, did he end up dying? We can only hope. Uh, <laughs> not that I know. I'm joking. I mean, you know, the guy was addicted, but I saw him months later. But here's the thing. the the This language is not so literal, but if you think about, you know, kind of what it means, I, I really believe it was like, I mean, if you think about it, people that get addicted to heroin, they have kind of died in a way. I mean, some of them would sell their mother for a high. And oh, it, yeah. it, it is, it's a bit of a, it's, it's a death that may even be more profound than a physical death because it goes on and on. But that's why I always took it as more a reference to a physical or excuse me, a spiritual death. But, but it is a death of sorts because that's all the guy was living for lying, cheating, stealing. And by the way, that there was a big payback at a at a hotel a motel out on Pacific Highway South, but I'll save that for another episode. No, no. Uh, I mean it's no, and and actually, it uh, I'll, I'll yeah. There's it. I I laid out a few segments of that one to this guy Jim, which I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on the podcast website so people can listen to that if they want. I was making a case for this this thing about incarnate speech as a forensic tool for getting information but but speeding up and by the way like i said that guy died high came out of the non words of da 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 that's why that one's really unique mm-hmm. and that's what i wanted to point out is that 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 energy wanted to come through but now this is right about the same time and if you go to number 5 I want you. To, this is Finn's dog, Dingo. Dingo is dang smart. That dog could read my mind. I mean, it, that that guy. I could think something, and I could I could look him in the eyes, and I could tell he was reading my thoughts. There, I mean, I have a lot of examples where I tested that out. But but if you play five A, listen for his voice to kind of whimper into trying to say, "Hear me." Okay. A few seconds in. Here we go. We'll play it one more time. All right, we're out, Brian. Um, okay, okay yeah. Well, now, if people listen at a few seconds in, you hear them say, hear me, the me is really clear. But here's what I want to tell you. When you play stuff backwards, a lot of times... There's no question about it. Things get a lot sharper. I think he was, I don't know, I don't think he was consciously trying to do it. I don't know. But it sounded to me like he was trying to say, and it was very slurred, a little bit of of hear me. But if you play the hear me backwards, see if you play, uh, uh, let's see, which one was it? Play 5B. You tell me if backwards it doesn't sound like he's saying hear me. Okay, here we go. I'll try. I'm going to play it one more time. Can you hear that? Oh, we, all right, we're Oops. out. No, you're Sorry. okay. You're all right. That's my fault. Um, yeah, hear me. Well, you know, that, that that's what he wanted to have happen. And if you listen to all that noise, that kind of weird noise that was going on, 
that was that was early on to where I was like not even up on to the speed that hey when you use a built-in condenser mic in in a tiny cassette recorder that's literally just big enough to hold the tape mm -hmm. you're going to pick up some motor noise <laughs> anyway yeah you hear, was, you hear the noise yeah I left that thing in the yard and I was working across the street and he was he was wailing out trying to get my attention and if you play this is a weird one here because there because this is from the same recording while I was across the street yeah there's if you play uh, six this is just played three times uh, and I don't know if this is forward or backwards there are I hear two phrases that are overlapping what I hear I hear one of them is Brian you tell it and right in the middle of it and then tailing out over the back of it I hear lucky you so listen for Brian you tell it and lucky you happening at the same time out of that squealing dingo okay here we go i'm gonna play one more time I hear the lucky you. Yeah, it's it, it's it's challenging, and I mean, like I said, I I'm not I'm not assuming any of these are are phonetically really present. There, that's why I say that. That's why I call them audio psychic because a lot of times, look, and I've got some on this list that I can tell you where supposedly people can't hear them, where I validated it secondarily, a lot of that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But but uh, and just to just for, to just for something a little different here. The one I have labeled as the very next one of number seven. Number seven. What that is is this is a deck that I, this is what I use every day. I'm I, I bought these. They you know cassette tape decks are nowhere to you don't buy them anymore. They don't make them anymore. Really, yeah, they're difficult the, to find. This is a, a one that I bought at, at Radio Shack. They were literally in the case at back in the day, back in the late nineties. I ended up buying a few more off of eBay. I've got like seven or eight in my closet already modified. I want to show how dang crafty I am. This thing has a toggle switch on it, and I can reverse the direction like in the hundredth of a second. And that's what I'm doing here. It starts out, I'm saying one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Then I flick the switch and play it backwards, and you hear what those phonetic sounds are backwards. And once I get back to one, then I go back and forth. And if you listen, I'm just razor scissoring up. I know that's some good grammar there. Uh, <laughs> like, down to like the like the a hundredth of a syllable but go ahead and play that and, and listen to how how and and by the way listen that you i this i do my work walking down the street i don't have to be looking at a, a, a laptop screen or have a mouse in my hand or anything this is just on the fly with a flick of a fingertip okay hang tight for the test one two three four five six seven Brian, what the hell was that? Oh, I just told you a minute ago. You have to play the tape back to get that. Just kidding. Uh, no, what it is is I I just I play I just said one two three yeah, four yeah, five yeah. six seven mm -hmm. then I flicked the switch and just played it back down from seven down to one mm -hmm. and then going from there 
I just went back and forth, yeah, just yeah. slicing up. And what I'm, and I did it to an extreme to where if you, if you know what you're listening for, you'll hear that literally I was slicing it back and forth where like I'm clipping out one hundredth of, of a tiny syllable. And that's what I'm saying is it's like going in there, uh, just pinpoint, but it's, but you don't have to do it that quick. I was just trying to show yeah, how, yeah. how fast I can go back okay. and forth with it. Okay. So that's what that's about. That's just and, a demononstration. There was that really, cause I, yeah, that, that, I, I, I couldn't really hear anything in that, but this is more of a demonstration on how you can manipulate the recording device itself, the tape recorder, correct? Yeah. And what it is, is to, is to analyze audio captures. And I can, I, what I do a lot of times, if I have something that I, that I have in a digital form, I'll put it on a cassette tape just so I can take it for a walk down a, a trail in the woods and flick that thing back and forth with the headphones on, not even have to look at it. And, and, and just to let people know also how serious I was, how, when I was pushing myself and, and I want to make sure I say this, I'm still doing it because I know this is really important, the potential of what I've, what I've tapped into, what I've been doing, what can be done. And, and I, I'll save that, those, the things I want to say about that, for the end of this, but back to now, here's something I want to, I want to, I want to go through this list because, and I want to say these other things in there, but at the tail end of this, I do want to say what's on my mind about it. Not a lot. It'll be just like a, a, a pinpoint of, of what I want to put out there and then ask for maybe input from other people if they ever care to get a hold of me. But if we go back to the list now, back to Dingo, real smart dog. I mean, real smart. And, uh, He's no longer alive no. in this dimension, but but he uh, but I want you to play number eight A and just listen, just doggy sounds, right? Yeah. Here we go. I'll play that again. I'm gonna play it a couple times. I'm gonna play it one more time. All right, so yeah, that's that was uh, 8A we played, Brian. Okay, so here's what I'm saying. When you play stuff backwards, a lot of times, even if the forward doesn't have any razor-sharp corners on it, and I'm not saying this backwards is, but I sent this to a lady that, that studied with David Oates, didn't tell her what I heard. She called it exactly the way I do, which what I hear of it when you play, that was his normal, his normal dog speech. Not that, you know, that I'd say that was more normal than, you know, lucky you and, uh, you know, hear me and all that stuff. But, but, but what I was going to say is you play that backwards that you just heard yeah. and what I hear of it. And so did Therese without me telling her what I heard was talk backwards. Okay, here we go. You want me to play eight, eight B now? Yes. Okay. I'm going to play this a couple more times. All right, so that yeah, you could hear talk backwards. Yeah, we'll and, see what I'm saying about yeah. Dingo is, uh, he he was probably going, I'll talk backwards, but I think you're weird, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to make me happy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah. I'm joking about that. But no, look, there's a lot we don't understand about this consciousness thing, and who knows, Dingo was so smart. Hell, he could have. Who knows who he was in his past life? Mm -hmm. He might have been kicking dogs or something. But yeah, I yeah. don't know. Anyways. Who knows? Who knows? Really, I yeah. I don't know. I like I said, 
thanks for the blindfold. Thanks for the amnesia. I'm not thanking you, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but but hey, listen, here's something that that I, I think is pretty damn cool. Uh, obviously, I don't have to even wonder if you know the, the song uh, We Are the Champions by Queen, right? Oh, yeah. No, that song. I mean, that's a pretty famous song. Oh, yeah. And if you think, and, and there's a ton of energy in that. I mean, that, that's, that song haunts me. It just happens to be one of the periods in my life when that song came out that was pretty intense. I mean, I can get choked up thinking about a whole bunch of stuff that I remember from that period of my life. It was pretty heavy duty. I was 15 at the time. And, but anyway, if, if, but think about the lyrics in the song. Uh, let me see if I can remember them. You know, like in other words, it's been no bed of roses, no pleasure cruise. Uh, I I consider it a challenge before the whole human race, and I never lose. And what's the other one? I've had my share of sand kicked in my face, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that but the name of the, the 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 title and the chorus of that song, "We Are the Champions," uh, I I hear it plainly, reversing to say almost every time. Some verses are more enunciated than others backwards, but you know what I hear the the "We Are the Champion" minus the S because in reverse. If you cut the S off from champions, it starts with an N, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are the champion. Mm-hmm. Play we are the champion backwards, which is pretty much the whole title of the song. Yeah. And the repeated chorus of that song is nightmares that I heal. So when if you play that, this is the tail end of the song. And if you listen a few seconds in, you'll hear a squeak. That's me flicking the switch on that very device that I just we just demoed. Yeah. Yeah. And listen for it to go from the tail end of the song saying we are the champions. Flick backwards. You'll hear the music start playing backwards. Listen for nightmares that I heal. This is nine A. You said. Uh, let me check here. Yeah, nine A. Okay, cool. All right, I'm I'm gonna do it. You play it one more time. Yeah, you can hear that in the end. I mean, yeah, you you obviously okay, change the direction at the end. Here's what I did, and when I I told a young lady, she was a scientist. She's in her twenties. She's pretty sharp. Uh, her and her husband were sitting there out out in the, their backyard, you know, and proud of the house. Work. They were doing a major job on their house on Capitol Hill in Seattle, mm-hmm. and they're really cool people. He he was a stage actor, and uh, and she was some kind of a scientist that worked in a lab. And they were a young couple, you know, just been married. And I remember Erica was sitting at the bench, and she's real friendly. And and I said, hey, yeah, I'm dabbling in all this stuff. And I said, you know this song, right? And I she put on the headphones mm-hmm. and played that. And I said, listen for nightmares that I heal. I still remember watching her face, man. She's listening to it. She's all intrigued. All of a sudden, her eyebrows are like contorted. She throws the headphones down. She goes, God dang, that's spooky. So if you play, if you play, uh, 9B? Uh, let's see, this is uh, 9B. We'll yeah. forget the C levels on this, but but this is a, a different verse of the reversed uh you know, we are the champion minus the S played backwards. I think it's even clearer, but it, yeah. Listen for nightmares that I heal of, of the nine B. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) 
going to play it one more time. can hear that yeah it's nightmares I, I that it's i hear there. and look i mean if i if 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 i could have talked with those guys especially i think freddie's probably the one that was had his hand in writing that more than anybody the lyrics i don't know yeah i, I never really the, studied them but yeah. i bet you anything he'd go well yeah i know exactly what where that comes from because but but listen to this you know how like on rock stations i think this is done pretty at least in this area probably everywhere how they when they play that song they usually open it up with we will rock you do they play those over in your part of the world too oh god like are you those, kidding me oh yeah. yeah i i didn't know if that was a nationwide thing or worldwide thing queen but come on bro. yeah queen no huge. no i'm talking about playing the two songs together usually oh um i've heard them together before on our rock stations here well that's how yeah. it's been done over here in in this in washington forever they mm. always play those two songs together or at least maybe hey listen i started listening to am yeah. band a long time ago i'm starting to break back into the into uh listening to some music instead but but that but the thing is that song uh of uh, we will rock you you know that's a major anthem it's you know sports events and everything yeah but this one here is plain as anything i think and 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 if you would play uh uh play number 10 mm -hmm. uh 10 a and this is just a, a short bit of that song i just mentioned okay here we go Buddy, you're a boy, make a big knife in the street gonna be a big man someday you got mud on your face you big Hang tight. Okay, so that that was obviously just the verse from from that song. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So and but here's here's what I think is really clear, and I don't know what it means because it's kind of metaphoric, but at the same time, I I was like, okay, so we just had this Ash Wednesday thing, so I'll, I'll fill you in a sec. But play this. I think you'll hear this plain as anything. If you play, if you play uh, 10B, listen for "Bring Us Here to Put on Ash." Okay, hang tight. I'm going to play that again. Okay, that's that, that. pretty clear. I'm, I'm trying to, and I'm trying to keep the C word out of this thing, but that, that kind of creeped me out hearing that i hate to use that word brian but that that was a strong one to me well hey if it makes you feel any better just being uh just being incarnate creeps me out <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was basis. 10b um and did we do we want to do 10c on this one on this set no no but i want to i want to tell you that i yeah. you know i've got i've got the i've got this girl that works for google uh, i just go hey what's the definition of or what's the biblical meaning of the word ash or what's up with ash wednesday and you know what it is it's like you know i'm not saying i'm a scholar because i'm not but 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 the whole thing about putting ash on like your forehead or whatever you're supposed to there's a thing and i and i just got this quote whether it's right or i'm not trying to challenge anybody's uh you know understandings of this but like in the bible genesis 319 it's about the ash thing it says for dust you 
dust you are and dust you shall return. Yeah, hey, thanks for reminding me. But uh, <laughs> but seriously, I mean, and, uh, you know, Freddie's already, he's been dust for a while. Yeah, I mean, every one of us will be. And that's, for many that's, years. Yep. And and by the way, I and I think somewhere in here I might have just made a note of it. I've got all kinds of notes here. I'm never going to get to them all, but I'd like to go through these files. But the thing is, have you ever heard of Neville Goddard? Yeah, I have. Yeah, well, listen, I... Uh, I saw him. I've studied a lot of things, and I, I, uh, and because of things that I've, you know, I like the idea of thinking, well, instead of uh, just uh, doing, you know, creating reality by accident, mm. if I can aim a little bit, I'm going to try. So, you know, that was what he was all about. I started, you know, his his idea. I listened to him. He was, he he studied with a ninety-something-year-old Ethiopian uh, rabbi that had had a whole new take on what all these Bible verses meant. And one thing he said, and it totally makes sense to me, especially in the last year, is he says that the true meaning of the crucifixion is the the flesh garment body that we're living in right now. You know, it can it can end up being, and for a lot of people, and I've witnessed it firsthand in the last year, not myself, but someone I'm really close to, yeah. that uh, it can be as gruesome as being nailed to a cross to see what can happen to a physical body. And it's not it's not a pretty picture. That's why I I wish I was only joking when I tell you that this whole thing creeps me out sometimes. But okay, but now yeah. that now that that we can laugh about that one later by the way. But <laughs> but uh so here's the thing uh and and back in uh when I was kind of moving more into the ITC thing, mm-hmm. I was over to guy's place and I I just got my first electric guitar and I was screwing around with it a little bit and I went over to this guy's house and just cuz I was recording everything and I don't know if you'll hear this. It's not significant or not or anything. But what I'm saying is this stuff is everywhere all the time. And you kind of facilitate things to come in for a landing mm-hmm. is I just took I plugged the guitar into his amp and I just scratched the pick on the on the guitar string on number 11 and see if you can hear the phrase the music out of that one. OK, hang tight. Let me play that again. Hang tight. Now, you said that you just scratched the guitar pick on the string? Yeah, the uh, fatter strings with the ridges on them or whatever they're called. Yeah, just I mean, I'm just saying, just making noise and it'll morph into things. And and while I'm thinking of it, because this is on my other list, and, and like I said, I will never get to all this stuff, but... I, there was a guy that heard me on Clyde Lewis's show, and he's he's in California, a place called Joshua Tree, and he's he's a, a musician. He he uh, he actually was good buddies with uh, Daryl uh, Deluche, who was the original uh, singer for uh, the Iron Butterfly, and he was telling me all these stories about how crazy it was back back in the day mm-hmm. down in Hollywood and all this stuff. And anyway, he sent me some of his music, and this is when I still had a driving job like I did when back in 2006. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to his music over, and I started, out of just the, the musical energies, I tuned into it, and I started making a list of all these names that were coming out of the musical energy. Mm-hmm. And I had a big old list in my truck with me, and I and when I talked to Johnny again, I go, hey, Johnny, I got a list of names I want to run by you. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he goes, okay, man. And I said, all right, here we go. And he said that every single person or every single name on that list were got musicians that he that he 
rocked with back in the day that all had died mostly of, oh my God. mostly of some pretty pretty rough circumstances well, yeah. but every every single one of them were like ghosts coming out of his music and and I didn't know any of this stuff I just tapped into it you know and and by the way so we're on the uh we're on the phone one time and he and he picks up his guitar and he's just doing this chunky stuff over the phone it's like dun 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 dun, dun right and i and i go hey let me record that and i take it home and put it on my computer and yeah. i and i send it to him and it totally morphed into rock the dead i played it for him he goes he goes man i'm that's the name of my next cd <laughs> anyway i mean i'm just saying there's energy there's this this consciousness all around us yeah. and that's that's what i'm saying is that it's it's all over the place and i can tap into it but back to okay so and and so we'll forget about number 12 that was just some noise i made early on that i that i wanted you to maybe hear but the, this other thing here number 13 yeah. is a dual direction if you play it either way it'll say the same thing and i just i i played this for a guy that was a, a spirit medium probably in his early 60s and he 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 knew james van prog from uh, years before they he was in a study circle about this sort of thing yeah. when before james became a a known entity you know and he told me some of that stuff but but uh, his name was uh less and he uh he i remember playing this one for him and he and he i don't know if he heard it till i told him and he goes and he got a big smile on his face but play uh Let's see where are we at here. Uh, play number thirteen, and I'll tell you what I hear of it. In a, it's a dual direction. You can play it either way and okay. say the same thing. Is get a life review in heaven. All right, hang tight. I want to play that one more time. That one's very wispy. Now, what, what's what is the buzzing sound? Oh, it was probably some kind of instrument I was using to some. I, listen, I've I've done. I told you before. I've I've done thousands of experiments, man. I I hooked myself up, my body up to an amplifier one time, and and I was making sounds come out of. It. I tried all kinds of things. In fact, do you know you know what a plasma ball is? Yeah. Okay. Well, they had one on the shelf at the local Radio Shack in Lake City in North Seattle. And, I mean, I'm telling you, I wasn't shy about anything I was doing. Hell, before before 9-11 occurred in 2001, yeah. I was down on the train tracks at Carkeek Park, that picture I sent you, that beach. And we're going to get to that beach in a second here pertaining to one of these clips. But, mm -hmm. but the thing is, I was down there recording train sounds. Here I am with this black device with a red light on it, putting it on the train tracks while everybody's there with their kids looking at some crazy guy trespassing passing on the train tracks now they'd probably be calling uh homeland security <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah. that that's a joke too but uh, <laughs> hell no are you kidding hell i could be down there with a backpack with duct tape on it and they'd probably be going oh i don't know <laughs> you know see something don't say something yeah. you know i mean I, I i don't know i notice too much i guess but but anyway back to uh the Remember, do you remember when Napster was a big thing when oh, it first yeah. came out? Yeah, of course. I, yeah, I I had a CRT in my tiny little eleven foot trailer, took up my whole damn dining table. But I I I was I I got my internet connection in there. I was downloading all kinds of obscure Beatles songs. Uh, uh, uh right. Now you're and a gambling I was, man. I said you're a gambling man, Brian. About the viruses, you no, mean? Well, no, that no, you could get in. Well, I mean, that was back in the, the Napster days. I mean, you could get in a lot of trouble for downloading. Well, you know what? I don't. 
I don't know if I was downloading them or just playing them, and I was dubbing them onto cassette tape because I I still have the tapes. I spent a lot of hours doing it, but but the point is, I yeah, I used yeah. to listen to a, a show called the Lost Lennon Tapes. Uh, it was interviews of John Lennon. Yeah, and and uh, and I remember just so you know, I mean, there it was funny. I mean, I listened to a lot of things, and I and I could really feel that his energy a lot of times. And in fact, one time it was a Sunday afternoon. And, you know, my thing with my dad was a whole nother story. And I remember, you know, I I kind of had to avoid him. And I remember one Sunday afternoon I was driving by. I was getting ready to drive by my dad's house up in, you know, by Green Lake in North Seattle. And I was just kind of feeling kind of sad about it. And and all of a sudden it popped into my head. I go and I thought I was thinking about my dad and the situation. And I had I literally ran a sentence through my mind very clearly. I remember and it, it was something that kind of. Did made me feel kind of sad and yeah and uh, and then for some reason I jumped right to the idea I go oh yeah the lost Lennon tapes are on and like total adrenaline reflex and probably a lot more than that and this is what I'm saying there's a lot going on that that's why I say you can capture things with audio recordings I didn't on this but this is an an example of what I'm talking about these these unexplained sparks of consciousness so I had this sentence run through my mind. And then all of a sudden, instantaneously, I was like, oh, yeah, the lost Lennon tapes. I flicked on my car radio, and the instant I turned it on, it was John Lennon's voice from that show saying the exact sentence word for word that I just said in my own mind. Oh, wow. And so what I'm saying is that was one thing that stuck out at me. But there were a lot of other times I'd listen to him talking about interviews and the way he viewed the world and everything. You know, And there were still a lot of people kicking the guy. I mean, I don't think... I mean, he 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 thought pretty highly of himself and his and his and his work and everything. But I don't know that he ever considered himself a perfect person. I think he probably realized he had some challenges. I mean, you know, he he carried a lot of energy around, and you know, not not everybody does. You know, I mean, it's it, sometimes it's hard to it's hard to handle that stuff. But so anyway, I I started I did a lot of recordings where I really felt you know like if I listened to him a lot and I wanted to reach out to him and. And I did it a few times, but the very first time that I was really kind of stunned by what I got on one of my recordings was, did did, did you see those pictures of like that round brick uh, yeah. tower? Yeah. And then that that spiral staircase. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at those this morning. Yeah. Well, that that that's in Volunteer Park on on top of Capitol Hill, which is just east of where the Space Needle is in in Seattle. And uh, I mean, I I lived on Capitol Hill back in the late '60s. And so I'd go back there. It's kind of like going back in time. You know, I used to do a lot of that sort of thing. Probably not the healthiest thing in the world to do. But then again, why, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I've tormented myself a lot in some ways. But it's just always trying to figure out, you know, what, trying to figure out what the answer to the mystery is, sort of. And But anyway, mm-hmm. I was in that water tower, and I had my little, t- the very same recorder that I recorded Dingo, only this time I was using an external mic, mm. and I was up in that tower, and I noticed that my tape recorder, I always have headphones on when I'm recording, so I can hear what the mic's picking up, mm-hmm. and I was hearing all these rhythms, like, and hearing radio stations through my tape recorder, and I was up there, there's a steel water tank inside that brick round tower, and so I said, I, I, I called out to him, I said, hey, John, or, you know, whatever I said, you'll hear it in a second, I said, John, are you... Uh, are you here tonight? And I said, I'd like to hear, get your voice on tape. Whatever I said, I got a couple samples. Mm-hmm. And uh, play, if you would, play uh, play uh, 14A. And, and 
you, hey, are, let me ask you this. Are you going back through this thing to kind of like cut little chop out little pieces of it? Or are you just going to play it, record it as is? I'm recording as is. I mean, okay. I mean, if that's cool. I mean, I, no, no. The only reason I was going to say that is, is I'd like to run into the bathroom for a split second, maybe while you're playing this. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so right. yeah, if you would play. Uh, in fact, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, I'll be back in just a quick second. Yeah, that no coffee's kind of, kind of done with me. <laughs> but let's see. Okay, so the water tower clip, the 14A, uh -huh. maybe play it a couple times and listen to the noise right afterwards. I'll be back in just a few seconds, okay? All right, no problem. We're going to play it right now. Okay. 14A, here we go. Oh, man. John Lennon, I'd really like to get your voice on tape. Will you speak to me, my friend? Let's play that a couple times. John Lennon, I'd really like to get your voice on tape. Will you speak to me, my friend? There's a lot of buzz. There's that buzzing sound. It's really strong in that. John Lennon, I'd really like to get your voice on tape. Will you speak to me, my friend? Are you back, Brian? Yeah, I'm here right now. So we played it a couple times here. Okay. Um, yeah, see, you can hear how noisy that buzz oh, it's is, it's really, right? the buzz is really strong. It is, and but here's, here, I'm telling you, I, I, I was, I'm still can't even believe how I was able to pull something out of that. But now, if you play 14B, mm -hmm. this is that buzz reversed and as is. So it just sounds like a buzz, but try to see if you can hear anything embedded within it. And if you would play, uh, play that uh, 14B. All right, hang tight. I'm going to play it a couple times. What, what were you? What did you get out of that? What did you hear, Brian? Oh, I, I heard it right there over the phone. I remember the first time I heard that through the noise, and it was actually through the, the deck, the dual direction deck. It's To me, it just sounds like John Lennon's distinct voice embedded in there, and it's backwards. And what I hear, and, and I also want to say this because it's very true, that, like with animals that I record and a lot of, uh, a lot of like, spirit voices or whatever they are consciousness and a, a lot of speech reversals the i statement i this i that you know like animals saying i need this i want this i am this but anyway what i hear out of this now and, it, and this is played three times and i was able to pull it out of there if yeah. you play if you play uh 14c mm -hmm. it'll be three times see if you can hear the phrase i need love okay Let me play it a couple times. Yeah, I can hear that there. I hear it. Yeah. It, it, it's embedded in a lot of noise, but to me, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe because I listened to his voice so much and I felt so tuned into the guy and for other reasons than what I just told you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean... Look, there's a lot to say that we're all, you know, I mean, I, I can't prove this. And I, and I think it's by design that we can't prove this sort of thing, that we're all part of the same source of energy. And I know, believe me, you know, that's kind of hard to take sometimes when you observe other people or ourselves sometimes, I guess, in, in my <laughs> case. But but uh, you know what I mean? It's like it's a it's it's challenging 
And uh, but anyway, so uh, that right there, I heard that. I mean, when I heard it through the noise, I mean, it was it. I mean, it just sounds like his voice. But that was coming out of all that ambient noise up in the water tower. But but now here's another thing, though, and is that uh, number 15. And this is literally that picture that's labeled CP for Carkeek Park. That's mm-hmm. the beach below those train tracks. Yeah, I was down there. And it was another it was it was evening time it was still a little bit light out. And I basically said the same thing. I was calling out to John Lennon saying, hey, uh, are you here tonight? And if you play uh, 15A, that's what it, And listen for right after I ask, the next thing I did was I scraped my feet on the beach, like whatever was down there, broken bottles, uh, bottle caps, uh, shells, uh, driftwood, sand, yeah. mm-hmm. rocks. Mm-hmm. But but listen for the, the raspy sounds afterwards. And right at the tail end is when I hear this phrase come out, and it comes out of the forward direction. So that one is uh, 15A. Okay, here we go. John Lennon, are you with me tonight? I'm going to play it a couple times. John Lennon, are you with me tonight? One more time. John Lennon, are you with me tonight? All right, so that was uh, 15A. Yeah, and if you play 15B, this is repeated three times, boosted up, and I tried to pull it out, isolated it. What I hear of it is, I hear Brian. Okay, here we go. Let's play that a couple more times. One more time. Yeah, and that and you said you were scrapping you were scraping on the ground with your shoe. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's I mean that that and many other things are why I I I felt like creating a, a sound source it helps facilitate these uh, psychic energies to come through in ways that that come out as words. And and there again, another I statement, potentially, the way I hear it anyway. And that's why I'm saying they're everywhere. I've recorded recorded animals that I'm pretty sure really haven't been around people a lot, like, say, a dog or a cat or whatever. I've recorded recorded ducks, and I, I completely hear this stuff. But a lot of times... It very much makes sense on what I'm hearing, but you can't really back it up. I mean, who's going to vouch for a duck? Another duck, maybe. Yeah. But, but yeah. I mean, stuff like I'm hungry, you know, and and that sort of thing. Even though that's a pretty obvious one, and and but but oh, and by the way, back I I meant to do this. I didn't notice the loop here, but that thing about what I was saying about those raspy voices over the phone. Mm-hmm. When I really do think that most of the fuel behind that sort of thing had a lot more to do with Stephen Rourke than myself, even though right about that time I was talking to a, another guy on his cell phone. And this one here is, is not as much raspy as sounds like something off of X minus one or, or one of those old sci-fi radio shows. I was talking to my friend Mike across Puget sound and, uh, and I said, and, and I heard this thing blast in here and, I, I think it's saying my name, but but would you play 17A? 17A? Sure. Yeah. All right, here we go. These, whatever this, 
this energy is. Whoa, what was that? Let me play it a couple times. These, whatever this uh, this energy is. Whoa, what was that? One more time. These, whatever this uh, this energy is. Whoa, what was that? All right, that was 17A. Yeah, and 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 just I isolated that, and I I really I hear it saying my first name, but but if you play uh, 17B, that's just what I reacted to, and the reason I said whatever this energy is, is because that those sounds were starting to interfere a little bit, kind of like what was happening with Stephen and myself, and it wasn't typical for me to be doing that with this guy Mike. Yeah, but he was across Puget Sound. I don't know if the water had anything to do with it, but if you play 17B, that's just the isolated bit. I hear my first name out of it. Okay, here we go. Let me try it a couple more times. I don't know why I hear God. It sounds like Godzilla to me. <laughs> what? I mean, I'm not trying to make light of it, but it sounds like that. It sounds like the Godzilla sound from the old, the old, the old Godzilla movies. But I do hear, I do hear Brian though. I do, I do hear but, Brian. Yeah, it's a good thing we didn't have video because I'm sure his lips wouldn't be syncing with the sound. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I do uh, hear Brian, though. Yeah, I, that's the way I heard it. And I mean, look, I'm I'm joking about it a little bit, but that's why I usually say, I mean, I hear it that way. I mean, I I know that these a lot of times. But here's here's something that. Uh, let's well, see. Well, uh, Brian, I mean, yeah. one thing we got to point out here, though, I'm sure. I'm, and I know you've probably had people tell you tell you this also. Yeah. I mean, people are going to say that some of this stuff is just matrixing audio, basically. Like you're, oh, you're, no, I mean, that's, and, and that's, I'm not. You can't get past go with some people. Yeah, and I'm you, not, and I'm not pushing. You know, I'm not pointing the finger at you like that at all. Um, but it just needs to be noted that that you know, there's. I mean, that people are going to say that, and I get that too. Uh, and there may not, some people they're allowed not to be as open minded as we are about this stuff. And, I, and I'm not again, I'm not trying to shit all over this right now. Oh, no, uh, I no, just want to point that out, though. Yeah, no, I, I believe me. I'm I I was I was well aware of that starting <laughs> in, in 1998. I, in fact, to date, I'm about the only person that harps on the fact when I say I hear this as I may not have done it every time this time, but I tried to cover that in the beginning. But I also want to say that, like, you know, one I want to, that's still on this list that we're coming up to here. It was played on the BBC. I won't even go into that whole fiasco, but I mean, it was about another dog where I heard the name beforehand and it panned out to be the name of the person the dog belonged to. I told you this it freaked the lady out so bad. She told me years later, I heard that it freaked her out so bad. She wouldn't even make eye contact for two and a half years. Same thing with the two first files I played on here about Richard Hoagland and Dr. Brad Blanton. Mm -hmm. I got that information. I went and validated it after the fact. doesn't get me anywhere with anybody so far. Yeah. And I, and that's why I say at the, at the end of this, I'm going to say, cause I'm very clear on what I'm not going to be doing anymore. Um, but, but, but at the same time that it took a long time to get there, but I, 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 I'm aware of it. And like I said, there's stuff on here that, that, uh, that other people cannot hear, but I've gone and found out that it, I mean, some of it, like, in fact, why don't we jump to this one right now Okay, is, is it's actually number 18 anyway. And it's, I was getting to know this lady over the phone and I'd never met her. I didn't see a picture of her. She answered some personal ad I put on there. I was like the second or third to the last one I'll ever do on that sort of thing. I cured my, <laughs> I cured myself two, two years ago. Finally, yeah. boy, I'll tell you, 
Yeah, I just had to get that last little bit. But mm-hmm. but uh, but anyway, we were getting to know each other over the phone and email for like three and a half, four weeks and put a lot of energy into it. And I thought it was pretty cool because by then I was really used to uh, studying communication with absolutely no physical attribute whatsoever other than headphones. And, and so uh, we, we had this conversation. We were talking about some pretty heavy-duty stuff, and she was really good about putting a lot of energy and effort into communication. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. So one day she called me back, and it was weird. She, she was really, like, upbeat. She goes, she goes, hey, Brian, you don't even know what I look like yet. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm thinking, no, I don't, do I? And, I, and it was like, so what? <laughs> anyway, let's just keep going. And uh, and then she go, she said she said, well, if you go do a Google search on this name, uh, you'll find my picture. And so I I did. And I look at this picture and I see this lady, she's kind of pretty, leaning against a tree in a forest. And then all of a sudden I started going, geez, what the hell happened to me, man? I remember when I used to get excited about girls, you know, and, and that sort of thing. And, <laughs> So I, I went and I, I thought to myself, man, I got to lighten up a little bit, maybe, maybe yeah. a little bit. And so I thought it was kind of funny. And I went back in my recording room. I had all the windows padded and blacked out. You know, that was that guy, Les. He's the one that said, yeah, you want to block all the light out when you're doing this mediumship stuff. And, yeah. And uh, and so anyway, I went back there and I said, all right, good spirits. This lady's name was Caitlin. I said, help me get some good energy across to Caitlin. Right. So I was just kind of practice and I had this Jackson guitar and I was just playing some simple stuff on it that 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 I recorded it for her and I sent her this 20 second clip which is it's just this little piece of musical energy and it's it's 18a that's 18A. what it was about but listen listen for when I bend the string at the very end of it see if it feels like any kind of signal to you it's only 20 seconds long okay here we go Let's play that one more time. Quit bumping around, bump around, Brian. Was that me? Yeah, you're bumping. What? Don't. Uh, yeah, don't don't bump around. Okay, so that was eighteen A. Okay, yeah. Well, it was the very tail end of it, and yeah. what what I get out of it is a dual direction. And I heard it, I I put it on. It was it was an MP3, and I put it on the cassette tape, mm-hmm. put it on my dual deck, went down to the beach, and I'm listening to it, and I'm critiquing, and I'm I'm thinking I'm hearing the word Mary or the name Mary Ann, okay. and I, I'm going, no, it sounds like Median, right? So I'm 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 going nah nah, but then I'm like. And that name wants to be heard. So yeah. I've spliced it together because it's the tail end of what you just heard. And I was stretching a string. And in the forward, I I hear it I hear it say, I'm not saying it says it. I hear it say, he loves you. And that played the opposite direction. I hear the name Marianne. Okay. And so I spliced them together in such a way it says, Marianne, he loves you is the way I hear it. At, at three times, if you play that, that second one there, which is... Uh, 18B. Yep. Yeah. All right, hang tight. Thank you. 
Okay, I, I was getting Marianne a little bit. Well, but some I was people losing. Say they can't hear it at all. But here's the thing about that, and this is what I'm saying yeah. is is that, and you know, I've had people say you shouldn't even be playing stuff for people because it's not really there phonetically or whatever. But, but, but anyway, yeah, it'd make for good radio. I, well, I, I guess talking about it's inter interesting too. But it's very the thing is, is that uh, I so I let that bug me for like two weeks, and I finally said, I said, hey, Caitlin. Uh, does the name Marianne mean anything to you? And think about what I said. I When I went back to record that, I said, all right, good spirits. Help me get some good energy across to her, right? And she told me that that was the name her parents gave her when she was born. I had no idea about that. She said the only people that would call her by that name, because she changed her name legally a few times, actually. Yeah. But, but she had dropped that name many years before. And she said the only people that she could think of that would really refer to her by that name are her parents and her one brother, all three who are deceased. Now, yeah. what does it mean? I don't know, but I, I totally heard that. And, and by the way, just as a joke, although it's true is I, uh, I, I was really bugged by that. I mean, I, I wanted to see the birth certificate, right? <laughs> so wow. anyway, I, I, I kind of, I went out with her a couple times, but then I hadn't talked to her for three years. And I, I thought, you know, I'd, I'd be willing to pay for that a copy of that birth certificate just to document. So I called her back up and and uh, I don't know if I got up the nerve to say that or not. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I mean I, that would that would definitely make somebody I think a little alarmed if you were asking for their birth certificate, man. Yeah, well, yeah, I I know I I'm surprised I didn't I'm surprised I talked myself <laughs> out of. I usually am pretty bold about that sort of thing, but I was thinking, how am I going to explain that to her? I mean, yeah. I did ask her again. I I asked her again. This is this I did do is like she wanted to go out again and I I I didn't really want to but I I asked her I said I said was that true what you told me about Marianne being your birth name and she said yes and so yeah. I'm just saying that there I don't think that's a coincidence and and, oh, and hey by the way so just to get away from the audio files for a second yeah did you did you happen to uh, look at the uh, the in those pictures or did you watch that short video about the bees in the sink yes i watched the video yeah let me just tell you what that's about and i, I broke that down i wrote a little short now, story about it now the huh? thing with this though brian is do do you want me to post that with the show like these videos and these pictures uh, too because you know what here's what we here's what we could do so you don't have to go through all that trouble if you don't mind that's fine if, if people went to the audio medium website and looked under written articles that's okay. that's just I'm leave, I haven't done much with the website for a while, but it's under written articles, and it says, anyway, they could find it because there's only like four on there, but here's yeah. the thing. This is what I'm saying about the whole idea that we, oh, and by the way, back to Neville Goddard, and it's Amber that's there with you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you said you, you've read some of his work? I haven't read, but I'm familiar with him. Like, he's part of that whole, like, kind of, not Napoleon Hill, but like that era, like, thinking grow rich, or like, what you think about yourself. Um, yeah, well, you know, he, he, he takes it. He, no, he's very unique in some ways. In fact, I'll tell you, I, I, I have, I'm not joking when I tell you thousands of hours. I mean, at thousands and thousands and thousands of hours. I found him like six, seven months ago. I, I've listened to dozens of yeah. hours. I, I, I stepped up and bought a CD of all kinds of his lectures. I've listened to a lot of them. In fact, I took his voice and chopped it up. He's got a really unique British accent. And he speaks really clearly and <laughs> like no one else I've ever heard before. He also says that. What does he say? The, uh, the, the, God, am I, 
I mean, I might get this backwards. The mind, the mouth of God is the mind of man or vice versa. He basically says that what God really is, is our human imagination. And he breaks it down in a lot of ways. But anyway, so I listened to a lot of things that he said that really rang true to me. And, and, but that's the thing about this whole consciousness thing. I think there are infinite variables and, and, and that's, that's always fun to try to put in a box. But the thing, the thing about him is I took his voice and chopped it up when I was first found him and I was really lit up about him. And that's what I call the, the carrier thing. You know, I mean, I, I, it's kind of like the EVP maker or whatever, you know, you, you've got these chopped up, uh, syllables of people's voices. Yeah. And then I've got other techniques I use on top of it, but I, I wish I would have saved this. Like, I mean, I do so much stuff. It's like, if I'm stressed out, I'm like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to re- erase the tape and get on with my life. I can get more at any time I want, but I wish I would have saved this because he has a very distinctive, uh, British accent and the way he talks. And when, and I was, when I first got to, and by the way, I mean, I, I even have a little dedication to the guy and I told this little story because you know how, when you I've talked to other people that do this too. You find something you're thrilled about and you're focusing on it like crazy and you're putting your energy into it and you blow your mind how real it is. And then it's like you move on to something else and you go back and you can't get that spark going again. But I literally use some of his techniques uh, with my mom who's in the hospital and, and the next morning she reported back to me in her own words, two things that I focused on the night before using his techniques to create reality. And I didn't get scared, but you know, I got to get back to that because I I got a few things I'd like to fill a few blanks. I'd like to fill in. But anyway, back to when I used his voice for a recording session, it came out sounding exactly like him. And the phrase was, you found the truth to follow me. I wish I would have saved that one. Oh no. Yeah, well, I and that's how I felt about it too, but it was super clear and it just sounded like his normal voice because it was made up of his voice chopped up dual direction and it morphed into that phrase. But yeah. but if and then so but okay, so back to the uh the audio, I want to say that like uh you know by on a on a certain Christmas day cuz I kind of go underground during the holidays mm-hmm. even more than I do as a lifestyle but the uh I I built this thing and and it was one of the pictures did you see that thing that was kind of teardrop shaped looked yeah. like with the electric guitar pickups yeah. I ended up calling that thing the voice guitar I spent a lot of hours building it and and I I Now again finished now it. I not to cut you off Brian but again these pictures you have these pictures up on audiomedium.com correct I think I don't know about that one. I might, I might have that one up there. I could certainly go and put it up there. I, I know it's, I know it's in the folder for that website. I, I, I haven't even been by that website for a while, but yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean I, we, I would like us to get the, I mean, if we can't, if you can, you know, um, it'd be nice to have these things for, for people to be able to look at, I guess. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, I'll do that tonight. I'll, okay. I'll make sure that, uh, I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I know that like the pictures that I sent you of uh, possibly of the beach, you know, I, I'll have to go find out. I'll email you later and That's I'll fine. tell you. Yeah, no I'll problem. Do that. I'll do that tonight because I know you may want to put post this on your website and be done with it. I'll, I'll make sure those pictures are available and I'll, and I'll send you a link to it and, and a reference on what page. We, it's on we because... tend to take about 24 hours to 36 hours before we get the show up now. Mm-hmm. So you'll hit. Yeah, you got time. Okay. So no problem. Well, here, here's what I want to say is that the day 
it was a Christmas day when I finished building that thing I call the voice guitar. Yeah. And it's it's got the, the ultraviolet light shining on it. And I don't use it much anymore, but the day that I did it, I, I took my time doing it. And I, I was 13 hours, literally, straight on, on a Christmas day. And it was evening time. And I plugged it into the amp for the first time, and I took a knitting needle and I slid it up and down the strings. And I wasn't—I wasn't thinking of John Lennon. I wasn't, you know. But but what came out of it that I recorded, and I think it's pretty clear. I—I I don't know. It's, a lot of people don't like to even tell me what they think about this stuff. And I, well, you'll just have to see. But yeah. on that one there, what I hear of uh, number nineteen repeated, you know, played three times out of that very instrument, the way I described on Christmas evening was uh, Lennon is with the dead baby. All right, hang tight. Here, hang on, I'm going to do it again. So that was 19. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I don't know if anybody can hear that. It was like Christmas night, you said. What's that? Christmas night, you said. It was, and probably like 2007, give or take. I don't. I don't know for sure. I didn't. I didn't write it down. But yeah. But but I remember that. I remember that day. It was a long day. I've spent a lot of hours messing with some of that stuff, building those things up. Like I said, that's just that thing's just for art now, I guess. But but now. Here's the thing also, and this is very unique, and I don't know where it starts and ends, but a few years back I got a copy of the so-called interrogation of O.J. Simpson. Yeah. And this, this, in all the years of me studying recorded speech of incarnate humans, this one stands alone. And what it is is, it, and it's really it's crappy sound quality. It's real muffled. O.J.'s got a, a really deep, bassy voice. Yeah. And, and the detective's asking him, says, did you get together with her on her birthday? He's talking about Nicole, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, what did you give her? So that's the whole con- The whole focal point is, what did you give her? What did you give Nicole, OJ? And mm-hmm. the detective says, uh, he says the word give twice in this little short segment, mm-hmm. and OJ says the word gave twice. And listen listen to, uh, listen to for that. And, he, and, he, and he, they're talking about jewelry. He goes, I either gave her the earring or the bracelet i think a bracelet or the earrings i think is what it was and uh that is uh that that one is uh 20 20a 20a okay are you ready for me to play it yes okay here we go did you get together on a birthday i I gave her the, either the bracelet or the earrings. Here, I'll play it again. Did you get together on a birthday? I believe. Did you give her a gift? I gave her a gift. Well, what did you give her? I gave her the, either the bracelet or the earrings. Okay, so that was 20A. Yeah, and so that's the whole thing is, what did you give her, right? You heard him say, and OJ says, I gave her, I gave her the earring or the mm-hmm. bracelet bracelet mm-hmm. or the earrings right you mm-hmm. heard that part yeah okay so that's the whole thing is what did oj give her now this is what i'm saying is unique about this one right at the very beginning when he when he talked uh started speaking 
his voice morphed into something pretty ominous, I would say. I just and thought that I, was an audio artifact, but, I mean, it sounded kind of weird sounding on the recording. No, it, ju- it jumped out at me. And like I said, in all my years of studying human speech, I've never heard a burst like this. But this, that was a bit of a potent situation about what went down be, you know, there oh, with yeah. OJ. And oh, yeah. what I hear of this one, and it's, like I said, it's in the forward direction. And what I hear of this one is, and this is 20B of giving her maggots. Okay, hang on, I'm going to play it. Maggots or, or, or bag, here, let me turn, let me turn us down. Um, maggots or baggage, I could hear that too. Yeah, I could hear baggage also. Um, so yeah, that's, that's 20B. Yeah, well, I. It's pretty clear. I, it's pretty clear. I, I I listened for a B sound. I to me, it's maggots. I hear. Yeah, well, that's the way I hear it. I mean, I and, and when somebody suggests something else, I listen for it. And, and and you can modify sometimes. I've noticed you can do this with standard regular speech. If you put your mind to changing a consonant and play it over again, you can actually get your mind to start hearing a B instead of a D. Yeah, I've done it. It's true. I know. That's why I say. And and I'll save. No, and, that, and that's, that's just what that's just what I'm perceiving though too. And our perceptions are going to be different of the of the sound. You know. So, yeah, and, and I mean, that is one that it's it's a metaphor, a metaphoric thing. So you can't really it's not like, well, I mean, I, I, the whole idea about like me coming up with this message as a lawyers and then tracking down, following through and finding out that the material that was sent to Richard was from an attorney was mm-hmm. from a lawyer. That's that's kind of impressive. But like I said, that's why I brought that one up. Now, this one here. I mean, if you think about what that implies, giving her maggots. I, I don't I, I mean, I think if you use a little imagination, you can see how that all fits. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but so let's see, what was the next one here? Uh, and here's one that I know. I know what I hear. It, and, and like I said, if I was to approach the police on this, I wouldn't expect mm-hmm. them to hear this and go, hey, that's conclusive. But I would say zero in on the time frame here, because this is only this, the, the only other one I have on OJ here is he's talking about a time frame of i think you're talking about when he got maybe the jewelry back but anyway oj is saying in the forward he's telling the police it was either it was a matter of weeks i can't it's it's kind of under his breath a little bit i don't know if it's two weeks three weeks but it but you can hear the word weeks he's saying it's 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 a time frame of weeks if you play uh if you play 21 listen for 21 a uh, 21, yeah, 21A, and it's a, and listen for the time frame of weeks in his forward dialogue here. Okay, here we go. And did she return it the same day? Oh, no, she, you know, I mean, this guy goes into a funny place here on this, all right? Yeah. Uh, she returned it, uh, both of them. I mean, I think, when we, three weeks ago or so, because when I said I'm in a funny place on this, it's because I gave it to my girlfriend and told her it was for her. And that was two weeks ago. So I bought it for her. Okay, hang up, hang up. So that's a long. That's one of the longer clips you have. Yeah, I'm. We're we're good, Brian. Okay, yeah. yeah. So did you were you able to make out that he says it was weeks ago? Yeah, he's talking yeah. about. Okay, now now in that under the number of twenty two because I I know I, I okay yeah twenty two B right. Mm-hmm. I want you to listen for. 12 hours, I guess you missed, son. 
All right, so 22B. Yep. Okay, hang tight. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Wait, yeah, what's up? <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. Go ahead. I'm still on the... Okay, I meant... Yeah, I know. Uh, I should turn the light on in here. Uh, tw- no, 20, it's 21B. 21B. Yeah, 21B. Yeah, I, okay, that's I why. I, that's why I asked you. That's fine. Okay, so we're gonna play 21B. Here, I'm gonna play it again. Yeah, you you can hear that. Oh, I know. I think it's plain as day, and that's what I was trying to drive the point home to. And I mentioned that in that presentation I made for that that retired police officer, private investigator that's off in Oklahoma. I said, yeah. "Hey, here's here's what I, I told him about that." And he goes, "He agreed with me." He said, "He's OJ's talking about getting this valuable stuff back from Nicole a matter of weeks, but mm-hmm. yet you hear him saying." 12 hours and not only that i guess you missed son yeah <laughs> I mean, a little arrogant there yeah and what i was going to say is that's a lead that's not evidence you go in front of a judge to get some kind of a you know a warrant or yeah. a, what do you call yeah. it, a search warrant what you do is you follow it as a lead you drill you, as as dr stephen greer would say you drill down on on the time frame mm-hmm. and and that's that's what it I've gotten things that were really conclusive that way. But anyway, yeah, that that was a mix-up. On the other one here, and this is what I want to say also, again, about additional information coming out that you can that I can find anyway mm-hmm. under the audio microscope. Because back in the back in I don't know what year this was, but it was when I was really you know, man, I did it for many years. In fact, the the main thing that I've done out of all of this audio work is mainly wanting to bring through consciousness or spirit communication or just information out of where, where there's nobody else in the room yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, but I've, I told you, I've done all kinds of experiments. And one of the things I did was I was, I was just curious what would happen if I ran an electric arc welder through a pencil to a ground sparks are flying out of the end of the pencil, you know, and I was recording wow. the arcing sound. Really? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I recorded the conversation right after it happened. In fact, so here's what I'm saying right here is is uh, I guess we'll have to go with straight graphite and that's and, and if you listen I'm in the basement of my dad's old house up in Seattle and uh, just just listen for that that's what I'm talking about is I just got done running the arc welder through a pencil so if you play uh, 22A yeah. that's what I'm talking about okay hang tight. <laughs> Here, I'm going to play it again. Okay, so that was 22A. And... Yeah, and, and here's the thing. If you play 22B, listen for, yeah, a fire here. Okay, here we go. Yeah, Play it again. Okay, yep, yeah, I heard that. That was uh, 22B. Um, well, yeah, you could hear well, that cut right through. 
Well, here's my point about that. That mm-hmm. yeah of fire here mm-hmm. is embedded in what you heard earlier that was, I think it's even more enunciated in the backwards. That's why I say it takes on sharper uh, contrasting tones sometimes. But I didn't say anything about fire in my forward speech. No, you didn't. No. I, was, I said something about, I mean, I said uh, we're going to have to go with straight graphite. And I'll tell you why, is that when I ran whatever, however many hundred watts, uh, through the uh, or amps through the uh, pencil, which the, the the graphite conducted the electricity and sparks were flying out the end of yeah. it. The damn thing burst into flames and all the wood burned off and it left the complete shaft of graphite uh, intact. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, but you go and play it backwards and you hear a phrase of "Yeah, a fire here." I'm talking about a fire that literally happened within the last five minutes. That that is a clue. That's based on an actual event that happened that was not spoken about in the forward. And that's yeah. the only reason I brought that up. And also to let people know that I, you know, oh, yeah, by the way, when I went into Radio Shack, I never even finished telling you this. I'm pretty good at that sort of thing, too. But but I, I wasn't shy about any experiments. I saw this plasma ball, and I went in there with a tape recorder, and it kind of made a little bit of noise. Yeah. So I went to Home Depot and got some six-inch aluminum uh dryer exhaust vent you know the aluminum kind that you can stretch out yeah. it's got ridges in it i made it it ended up looking like a tuba and i walked right into radio shack without asking anybody microphone in one end the other end up to the plasma ball and i and i'm recording it right and i look over and the clerk's looking at me with this horrified look on his face as soon as he saw me looking at him he looked away real quick <laughs> looked a little uncomfortable nobody asked me but anyway so but uh so here's the other thing so but down in that very basement at, at one point, I, I, I tried a lot of experiments, and I still have this very uh, stemware wine glass. It's a lead crystal, and I, and I can run my fingers around it. You know how you can get a, how get a ringing sound, right? Uh-huh. Well, actually, this is not even around the rim of it. This is on the sides of the globe part, the part that holds the wine or whatever yeah, you put yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had spent, I think it was another 13-hour day, if I remember right, making this copper pot, which I still have here. I don't have a picture of it right now. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I've done way too many experiments. And But anyway, so at the end of this super long day, and the whole day long I was talking to these invisible spirits going, hey, we're going to figure out how to bring you through here. I know you guys are all, you know, this that you're around here, you're everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, And so the thing is, at the end of the day, I squeaked my finger on this and what I hear of, let's see, this one here is, uh, uh, 23 a, what I hear of this one is the hours with you. We are glad. Okay, here we go. Let's play that again. All right, that was twenty-three A. Could could you make any of that out? Yeah, I could make I could make out the "We Are Glad" part. Okay, I, I, I was well, able to make that out. Yeah, well, I mean, I uh, like I said, that's just I just do believe that was some an expression from somewhere that came out of, of creating a noise. And that's why 
I've pursued these th- sort of things. And like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you with, you know, like I said, I got a joke about this stuff a little bit and, and tell you of some of the trials and tribulations, but, but here's the thing I found this later and I don't know this one's, you know, it's, it, it's the flip side of what you just heard, but what I hear of it is so hi, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Mm-hmm. That's the flip. That's the flip of it. You said, yeah. And that one is uh 23B. That would be uh, 23B. Okay, let's give that. Let's listen to that one. I'm going to play it one more time. So, yeah, that I mean, I'm I'm getting the Brian. I got high, so high, Brian. I got that. Um, well, that, yeah. obviously, it creates a, a, a di- that, that's obviously a more feminine sounding voice um, because of the glass, obviously, too. I mean, it's just it, it that's a unique <clears throat> that's one of the that's a unique one. Well, let me put it this way: if if I was with a lady and she sounded like that, I'd try to get her not to talk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just just kidding. Hey, but here, but but on a serious note, yeah. Um, let me force myself here. But no, <laughs> seriously though, uh, the whole point about it is, is I do believe that sentiment came out for me. I hear it really. To me, it's pretty clear. Like the the hours with you, that was a long day where I was really my whole effort of putting that thing together that I did. And I mean, it was a lot of, I mean, it was a piece of, uh, copper flashing that was out in my dad's backyard overgrown with morning glory. And I, I took it and cleaned it and, and, and heated it up and got all the old paint off it, polished it. And I cut it and I, I, I soldered it together into a pot, which was an acoustic chamber. And, uh, I stretched guitar strings on there, suspended a round disc that I set the glass on. So I put a lot of effort into it, and it was a lot of hours. So the hours with you, we are glad. If that was an expression, it's almost like there's there's this spirit energy around, uh, you know, like be showing gratitude. I was going to say they're appreciative, right? And, That's and cool. like I said, it's 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 no, it's not like uh, telling you the meaning of life or anything. But I'm just trying to emphasize all the steps I've taken to be able to interact with things. And, and I do have a, a serious agenda, if any at all, that I'll explain at the end of this. But, mm-hmm. but the, the other thing, and I don't know if this is something we could play or not, other than I don't know if you'd hear this or not, but it's along the same lines because I was using that very same glass and mm-hmm. setup. And it was, it was a few years after my dad had died and I'm, and it was, I think this was on his birthday or it might've been father's day. And I, and I just remember that I, I don't know, it doesn't sound like him obviously, cause he didn't, he didn't speak through a squeaky glass when he was alive. But, <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah. I, I asked him, I said, what was it? Like? I was basically asking him cause I was there, you know, within hours of when he died and he had, he had, he died of the same type of cancer that Humphrey Bogart died from, which was of his esophagus, Ugh. and and his body shut down hard. I mean, it, that was another horror show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, these things happen. I mean, that's why I say it makes so much sense for Neville Goddard to talk about the crucifixion being living in the human body. He goes into detail in case anybody's interested. He's all over YouTube, mm-hmm. and I mean, like I said, it, it it's per- I've never heard the type of stuff and the whole idea of telling you that you can create reality if you really put your energy into it and it gives you techniques on how to do it. Yeah. But, but, but anyway, uh, 
back to this one, I said I'm, I was focusing on my dad because of the either birthday or Father's Day, and I said, what was it? I'm, I'm basically asking him, what was it liberating to leave your body behind? Because he was fighting that cancer in the last few months. It was just eating him alive. And mm. so, I mean, it was a fair question. So if you play uh, uh, 24A, see, that's what the question is. And listen for the, the tail end sounds and basically the very end of it. I know you can't tell on the fly, but go ahead and play that, that uh, short bit if you would. Okay, here we go. Was it peaceful to leave this world? Leave your body. We play one more time. Was it peaceful to leave this world? Leave your body. All right, and that was that was twenty four A. Yeah. Okay. Now, and what I did was I isolated the very end of that because hey. This could, it, the way I hear it anyway, it is another I statement and mm -hmm. what I hear of it. And this would be totally like my dad's sense of humor. I'm asking him, hey, uh, was it liberating to, to leave the world, through, you know, basically through physical death? I'm asking him how it went for him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What process. I hear of it is, if you play uh, 24B, I mm -hmm. guess it is, mm -hmm. listen for I die good. Okay, hang tight. Let me play that a couple more times. Okay, that was 24B. Yeah, okay, that's it. I know there's other ones there. I was just kind of flipping them back to die. So we kind of went by those. But mm -hmm. I don't know if you can hear that or not. I, I certainly do. And, and I'm just saying that... Yeah. I, I mean, that's the kind of thing my dad would probably say, I die good. You know, I mean, it's kind of a, you know, he had a kind of a dry sense of humor. And I'm not saying that is him, but I noted that one. Mm -hmm. I've had that for, that, that's from like 15, 16 years ago, or, or is it 17 now? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But now there's only three left here, and these are all pertaining to uh, actually dogs and what I end up calling audio psychic communication. Okay. And, and here's the thing, there, a number of years ago, I was parking on, on the main arterial down from my house, and a young lady had a, a golden retriever, a female dog out there with a big old dog house with her name, Ella. And whenever I'd go by there, I'd there was a three-foot chain-link fence. You'd walk up, and Ella would start, she would start just whimpering and wailing. That's the way I describe her. She was super high-strung, real needy, mm -hmm. and she made all these vocal sounds, which you'll hear some of them in a second. Yeah. And and after the second time, because I, I've been look, I've been flagged down by by dogs, especially, and I've recorded things where, I'm not I'm not joking, Scott. They, I've had them say more than once, and I think I might have mentioned this to you the other day. Yeah. I've recorded dogs in cars, and I've gotten the phrase from a whole bunch of them saying we something very close to from a number of sources of dogs saying we know of you and it's made me think are they really like connected to the oneness source like where they're like hey there's that guy again that's out there doing this because not everybody does what i'm doing mm. to this degree yeah and and so anyway but when i i started telling ella i said ella i know you can learn to talk i mean i was thinking of it that way this is before i even started thinking that hey they're not really trying to talk but in her case it was weird because she was putting all this vocal energy out all these just strange contorted sounds 
And when I told her that, I said, I'm going to come back down here and record you. And I, and I didn't for a while, and I finally did. And I only have this one, probably a 20, 21-second recording. And but, but the number of times leading up to it, every time she'd see me, i go, Ella. She'd get super excited and then instantly, frantically start looking around the yard for either she would either come up to me with a bone or a rock in her mouth. Mm-hmm. And I swear she was like trying to contort her, the shape of her mouth to make sounds. So anyway, if you play 25A, this, and I want you to pay attention to this, about nine seconds in, I say something bizarre like, yeah, woo, it's not even words, it's just contortion mm-hmm. without even thinking about it. And I got, and, and there's a reason why I want to say this is, okay, so listen, it's a 20 cent clip listening for at the very end, a possible another I statement of I learn out of her voice, but just play a uh, 25A. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm going to play it one more time, Brian. Brian, that's what yeah. I heard. Hi, well, Brian. Well, it's yeah. I I don't hear that, but and I know the the I is is not really clear. But what I hear of it is I learn. People can listen back over to it, and there could be layers to. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. But here's the thing, and I think this one's phonetically a lot sharper. <clears throat> and I want to say that there's something very strange. David Oates would call it a blend reversal, mm-hmm. where one person starts a speech reversal and the other person finishes it. Mm-hmm. And it comes out, they blend together to finish a sentence. And in, in one case with this guy that I used to know, and uh, he, he was a pretty hardcore drinker. He would he got to the point where he was drinking day and night. And, I, and I'd and tell him, i go, hey, Pat. I said, man, I said, I, I know we're both leaning on that stuff, but but well, can't you just wait till evening time? You, you know, put a little bit of a break break on it, you know? And yeah. He, would, he wouldn't do it, right? So anyway, and he always was having, his dynamic was, yeah, you don't understand. I'm plagued by ghosts and all this stuff, yeah. right? And uh, so he would, he, you know, it was a big excuse. And if he didn't buy into it, even though he'd say, well, explain it to me. I mean, because I'm actually doing like countless hours per mm-hmm. week of experimenting in these things. So why don't you tell me about, it? oh, no, you just wouldn't get it, right? I mean, so so he just, you, you could never get anywhere with the guy. But there was a time when we were over at the neighbors and the guy's talking about ghosts and Pat pops off with, uh, you mean like ghosts, uh, different dimensions, right? And mm-hmm. and uh, I play it back, and and his phrase right there, and I that's why I told you about his background of how he viewed the world and playing the victim of not being misunderstood. So that's why he drinks all the time, right? I mean, you know, I uh, I I would say most of the time when I was drinking over the last twenty years, it was to cure the the hangover from the day before. But but anyway, yeah. So I mean, I was being more honest about it, I think, but. But the thing is, uh, so I hear him saying out of that, and that's why I explained his situation, the way he looked at things, was I'd, I heard him say, 
so I'd need beers. He's talking about the ghost thing and responding to the next door neighbor guy who's saying his wife won't sleep in the house without the TV going because she thinks she's hearing think spooks in the house and that's yeah. what Pat's and and so but you listen to the phrase backwards and I hear it say he said so I'd need beers and then you hear me kick in at the end all smart you know what as saying uh, at night just goofing around but if you think about it so I'm I mean I'm like harping on him to to do it at night backwards without even knowing it but I made those sounds before he made his which number is this Brian Huh? What number is this one? Is this one on the list here? Oh, it's 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 not on the list. Okay, no, right. But but the reason I'm bringing it up is because I'm trying to tell you what a blend reversal is. It's yeah. like it's it they're really rare, and it totally gives linear time the middle finger, and that's intriguing to me because that's what I'm tr- wanting to do is I'm wanting to reach through and pull information through, because I, I mean that's what I'm trying to tell you about like the triple homicide and all that. I've been bombarded with things. I got and I and. We're almost done with these audio files, and I'd like to just tell you a few more things afterwards that'll go quick. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the blend reversal, think about it. Whoever started the backwards sentence, in other words, finishing the thought, made the sounds before the other person started it in the forward. It's like reaching through into the realms where linear time does not exist. Okay. And that's that's why, but they're really rare to capture. So, with that being said, mm-hmm. uh, very concisely, I wish is that <laughs> is that uh, when I walked up to Ella and I said, "Ah, yeah, well, you might have heard those sounds. Very strange." Yeah. The way I always thought of her and described her to people, I go, "You seen that pretty dog down there, always whimpering and wailing? If you play, uh, if you play twenty five C." It's a blend between Ella and myself, like I just described. If it's a phrase that really says, hear her wail, mm-hmm. I started it. Wait, how's that work? Oh, she finished it by making the sounds before I did. It's okay. like what I just described. See if you can hear the phrase, me saying, hear her, and her finishing up saying, wail. And this is 25C? Yeah, hear her wail. Okay, here we go. Here, I'm going to play it again. It's almost musical to a certain degree. You know, I was going to make a joke about it. Of course, I can't help myself. No, I was going to say, you know how, like, if somebody's singing and their voice isn't real good, people will start playing a dog howling yeah, sound the, the just key, to make fun the, of them. The key's a little funky, but it's still it's still uh, melodic, though. You know. Yeah. No, I I know it is. I know. I was I was yeah. trying to joke about it. But what I'm saying <laughs> is is like you know like you know to like insult somebody's singing they'll be they'll be playing a dog going oh <laughs> we got it covered right there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but. But 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 seriously though, think about it. I mean, the the not only I mean that's a rare occurrence. To I I do believe that's that's a blend, a so-called blend reversal where we're kind of blending our our expressions and it and it's outside a linear time. I mean anyway, I'll leave it alone because most people don't really connect with that, and yeah. maybe somebody will hear this and they will because I'm I'm joking around a bit about all this stuff, but I'm really serious about. I'd like to wrap it up with being serious. But the last two sound files, yeah, one of the next very next one is what I told you about about this dog down the alley named. I found out later his name was Amigo. 
I saw him and he's, I'm looking at him. He's all real uncomfortable looking. He's like making all these weird sounds and, and I could tell he was really high strung and I, and I was looking at him and going, Hey man, I, I go, I'm going to come back here and record you here pretty soon. And I, and so I did, I went back down there and I, I walked up to him and I simply said, you know, kind of like dog, like baby doggy talk. I said, you're going to tell me what's on your mind. And if you play, uh, 26A, that's what it's about. It's real short. Okay, here we go. Are you going to tell me stuff? Tell me what's on your mind. Are you going to tell me stuff? Tell me what's on your mind. I'm going to play it again. Are you going to tell me stuff? Tell me what's on your mind. Okay, that was okay, 26A. So the very tail end is Amigo's voice, the dog, and what I hear him saying in the forward right there is where's, as in where is, where's, and if you play the where's backwards, that's where I get the name Sheila. So if you play uh, 26B, that's the blend of the forwards, then the backwards of what I hear as where's Sheila. Okay, here we go. I'm going to play it again. I'm going to try it one more time. Okay. So that was 26B. Yeah. Yeah, well, here's here's the thing. Uh, I, I totally heard that. I documented that. Whether it's phonetically there or not, I don't know. But to me, it's just plain as anything. And I a lot of people have told me they can hear it. Yeah. And uh, so I didn't know who lived in the house. I didn't, I didn't know anything about it the people there and I'm thinking huh that's weird so I wrote it down and uh so I went back like a day or two later and I'm down there recording Amigo again and that's when I found out what his name is because a lady was pulling up and this was in the alley and there is a picture I think I sent you a picture of Amigo with Pup that's on my website too under animal communication and anyway so is uh I'm telling her what I'm doing right she's she's think I tell her about what I've been dabbling in for number of years by that point mm -hmm. and i told her what i heard of amigo and it turns out her name is sheila you know and in other words i got the name before i even met her mm -hmm. i didn't know who lived in the house man woman old young whatever and so she said i told her what i was doing and she seemed sort of intrigued she goes people are gonna think you're crazy and i and i told her i said yeah i i said i got that impression a few times and uh i said well what about you she goes oh no i'm okay with it and so I said, would you like to hear that sound file, the one I just that yeah. you just heard? Yeah. So I emailed it to her, and a couple days later I saw her, and I, I was, you know, for b the billionth time thinking, hey, I'm going to get a pat on the head for this one. <laughs> and uh, the lady would not make eye contact. She yeah. looked horrible. Yeah, you told me about that before, too, that she two just and a half, talk Two and a half years she would not even make eye contact with me. So then after about two and a half years she did. I did not bring it up again. Mm. So what I'm saying is, it, it, it was a few years later. It was literally like five and a half, six years after the initial uh, meeting and sending her that where she went sideways. And then we kind of eased into stuff. I never brought it up. Five and a half, six years later, she brought it up. She was finally ready to talk about it. She says, about that audio, she goes, I heard that. I mean, she said she could phonetically hear it. And mm -hmm. it freaked her out. She didn't go into detail. And, and uh, she says, do you still have it? And I said, I do. She, I said, you don't want to hear it, do you? She goes, yeah, I'd like to. And I said, you sure? She said, yeah. And I yeah. sent it to her. 
And I remember what I told you. She, I saw her like two evenings later mm-hmm. walking towards me. And I said, hey, Sheila. She was walking Amigo. And she ran and hid in the bushes. I don't get it. I don't. I mean, I guess it's a shock. but It is a shock. I think that's what, you know, and people aren't used to this kind of stuff. And it's foreign to them. Well, like like one guy told me on one of my many campaigns where I I got I I I decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to knock on another few hundred doors because I found like a source of animal rights groups or whatever. And I had a short paragraphs and some audio files of animals. And this guy, the only guy out of hundreds of people that got back to me basically told me, goes, well, you got to understand we eat animals. People don't want to know how smart they are or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, so the, the last sound file on here is also pertaining to a dog and, and this was literally right up the alley. And at the same time, I didn't know this, these people had just moved in. I saw a new car parked in the back driveway behind the house. And there's this, I think she's a collie mix. Her picture, I sent it to you. She's behind that wrought iron gate. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I, I told her a couple of times, I said, so I'm going to come record you if you don't mind. And she, she's a real sharp dog. And I, and I walked up to her and this is what I want you to listen to. Right when I, my first vocal sounds, I said, my, my voice kind of makes this weird sound. Like I said, <laughs> like that, right? Mm-hmm. Kind, of, kind of like a horse. But anyway, and then I said, uh, I forget what I said. I said, you got a lot of energy, don't you? And yeah. she's bouncing around and then she pulled away from me. But that one there is a uh, 27A. Okay, here we go. You got a lot of energy, don't you? Huh? What is it? We'll play it again. You got a lot of energy, don't you? Huh? What is it? All right, so that was 27A. Yeah, well, see, when I said, what is it, if you listen to that, her voice morphed, and it's another dual direction, and what I hear of it is, they always sail away. That's 20, uh, 27B. 27B. And a, All right. Yeah, see if you can hear they always sail away. Okay, here we go. I get the S there. I mean, I can, I, you know, it's, it, we're matrixing. I mean, we're, we're front loading, so I mean, I can kind of hear that now. Um, let me play it one more time, if you don't mind. Hang tight. Uh... So that was 27B. Yeah, and and, and this one's a little further back, and it was for some reason it was picking up some noise. Noise. There was no motor. This was a digital mm. uh, Panasonic, and yeah. on the 27C, and I played it three times it's another dual direction edit and by this time she was way back off that's why i had to boost it up her voice is a lot softer because she's in the background but she's looking at me like hey man i'm not supposed to talk to strangers i mean she was giving me that body language and and then so like it plays three times then i boosted it way up so the the noise pollution gets louder with it but see if you can make out you ought to know they're away okay here we go 27c
I'm going to play it again. Okay, that was 27C. Yeah, that that's it for the audio files, I believe. And I I don't I don't know if you have any questions or, or anything, but I, well, I, 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 I do. I mean, go ahead. I'm finishing what you're saying. I didn't mean to cut you off, Brian. Well, I, you know, I mean, I try to joke about a little bit just cause I, I, it, it's such a, 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 a extremely challenging, trying thing. And I, I'm not even going to try to explain it. Cause even if I was to like have a happy tone in my voice telling you, it sounded <laughs> like I was complaining and yeah. I, I couldn't help it. But, well, I, and I don't, I don't want to do that, but, but I yeah. would like to, you know, well, I, then, I want to spend a few couple more minutes here, but um, okay. the question I did have, you know, yeah. was throughout this conversation, and I've always noticed that I've noticed this in our conversations in the past. Uh, you know, it's it, what your work is, is it seems to be blurring the lines between, you know, uh, reverse speech, obviously, and ITC. I mean, it seems like you dabble in both of these, and sometimes it seems like they kind of meet in certain spots. Is that a, is that a fair uh, observation on what you do? Well, I'm not really sure other than I would say this much. I record things with audio, like digital or magnetic tape, mainly, uh, the, the magnetic tape, because of, I told you I modified a deck. I can walk down the street and do it. It's a lot quicker. Exactly. I don't have to look at it, but as far as it goes, it's not just those two so-called disciplines or whatever. No, what it is, is it's capturing otherwise uh, unconscious energy. If I could play it sideways or at a 45 degree angle, I guarantee I would. That's the only reason you could call, no, I'm, I'm not joking. No, about I, that. I know, but it, it's interesting to hear it that way. Yeah. Because I bet you anything, literally, if you could stretch, play a tape, if like at a, at a 45 degree angle, this stuff defies logic as we know it. So that's the only reason I do that, but it, it's not, it's, uh, no, the the number one thing that, that I'm trying to say, and this is what I've been trying to do for all these years, and I'm at the point right now where I'm I'm not, I told you the last time I knocked on doors trying to at least get, cross the line to actually do something that had any tangible hope of, of producing any any kind of results was a couple months ago, and I'm, I'm never going to do that again. That was what I described about calling law enforcement and all that, because I figured, hey, you know what? after talking to this guy, Jim, and I told him about the forensic side, I've already tried that, but I'll never do it again. But the thing is, I know people hear things differently. No one else could hear hear the Marianne thing, but she swears that was the name. I mean, I can do things, and, and people tell me not to even play sounds. I want to, if I'm going to even bother myself with doing this, I've got to be able to, I've got to be able to get in the door to to facilitate an outcome that makes a difference and does some good. Doing this stuff, playing stuff, and entertaining people on on things and getting no further than that. There's nothing in it for me. Uh, I, I mean, that's not what I was, I've, I've since day one, I thought I was going to be able to do something practical. I haven't been able to do it yet. So, but the thing that's changed on my end is I won't be knocking on doors anymore. I may do audio interviews. I'm not going to be knocking on those doors even anymore. Mm -hmm. And what I was going to say, that's why I want to make a case right now to be very clear about this. If somebody hears this and, and, you know, like they're not completely done with it. Like they heard it. Well, that was interesting. Or I disagree with that guy or whatever. They think there's some potential here. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they can figure out, a. you know, like, well, can they reach it, out to you, Brian? Yeah. Through the audio medium website. But what I was going to okay. say is, is the only way that I'm going to like 
talk to the public about it is maybe once in a while do an interview like this and just say, hey, this is what I've done and I've been doing this for a long time. If somebody comes back to me and, and, and like meets me in the middle with something, I'm not saying with 50 bucks or 100 bucks or even 20 bucks. I'm saying where they're their heart, mind, and soul actually gives a damn and wants to be part of it to where we can apply it to something that matters. That's the only thing that matters to me going forward, except for maybe this, writing a book and getting paid for that because I'll never lie about any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And that way, if people, if, if people get something out of it, entertainment, and they're like reading that going, I don't care if it's real or not, that was cool to read then maybe I'll get some reward for thousands of hours of work I've done. But that's not ever been what I've been after. But I'm just saying I'm I won't be I won't be like trying to get out there and and do things too mm -hmm. much. So this archive here, it's why I'd spent a bunch of hours. I was hoping to, uh, you know, impress people with. Like I said, a lot of people don't hear what I'm saying. I, I mean, even people in my immediate life, I can yeah. say things that I'm very clear on in my own mind, but it just they, they just don't grasp it. And I'm not saying I'm smarter than them. I'm mm -hmm. just maybe on a I'm on a sideband or something. But but as far as it goes, look, I already know from what what I'm saying. Just to break it down, like the the first two examples, and I don't want to do the reverse speech thing. I mean, people are annoyed by that, but I just wanted to say that. Even on that level, and I don't, I don't consider it just a, a basic function of human speech. I think that's the spirit talking, and David does that too. He talks about it's the voice of the soul and all that. But it's about getting information that is around us that that you can that gets directed onto audio recording media. And like I said, I'm facilitating things that aren't coming out of physical vocal cords that are relaying information too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm actually at the point right now where some I'm I'm waiting to see if anybody else comes back. With not only wanting to meet me in the middle, but maybe tell me, have a, give me an idea I've never thought of yet. Because I've, I've thought of new ideas, but I've tried a lot of things, but it just never goes past go, just about anywhere. You okay. Know I mean? Well, yeah, and I think you know, hopefully, maybe we can get something out of if there's something you can get out of being on this show, is people can go to audio. It's audiomedium.com. That's mm -hmm. your website. If anybody who's listened to this show is interested. And in pursuing this further, reach out to Brian from the website. Okay. Yeah, and and Scott, just also like like I said, I mean, and 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 there are other people could they could think of something I've never thought of before. But just the whole idea of 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 me being able to hear where Sheila, and then finding out that the dog belongs to a lady named Sheila. He was probably wondering where the hell is Sheila, and he was all worried about it. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what dogs do. You go mm -hmm. to the grocery store and look in the car, man. They're 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 necks like lock solid looking at the door waiting for mom or dad wait, to come out of the grocery store your, your human so, come get you yep so what i'm saying is if they're i know this sound this sounds wacky but then again so does telling you that a dog says where's sheila but but there you know what about <laughs> a dog that could name the name of a person a capital crime now i'm not even going i don't even really want to aim for crime stuff but but i'm open to other people's possibilities but it's a it's my own unique way of bringing through psychic and spirit and conscious consciousness information from who knows where but it's just to relay information as leads and mm -hmm. that's that's as simple as it gets i guess brian i want to thank you for taking all this time and chatting with me and amber about all this stuff it's been a fascinating uh yeah we did about three hours here almost wow one of the, yeah we, we were here for a while but i want to thank you i can't thank you enough because i know this was a lot of work i know you spent a lot of time this weekend getting all this stuff prepared for this show 
Uh, and I just wanted to, I can't thank you enough for that. So thanks for being on the show and let's do this again. Okay. Okay. Hey, and, and thank you, Scott, because you, uh, you put a lot of your own effort and time into this thing too. And I, like I said, it just hit me My today pleasure. looking at your website. I was like, you've put a heck of a lot of your own time and yourself into this. So I thank you. Well, deeply, that's Amber too. too. Amber, Amber thank breaks you, her Amber. back. Go sleep talk.